Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you by More Beer, the makers of the all-new Ultimate Conical Fermenter. Check them out today at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Bub, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle. Especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. (laughs) Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. program everybody thanks for tuning in on a wonderful monday night here in downtown martinez it's the session and uh we're no worse for the wear as always yeah jp was just teabagging his own coffee with a banana peel i don't know what was happening there but it was a very strange sight to behold turn you on i see uh, very, very strange indeed. We've got a big show for you tonight and a lot of things to do. Uh, I do first want to mention that I've been in uh, Virginia for three days, and it kicked my ass. I saw you posting on Facebook. What, what brought you there? I see you're at a lot of breweries and stuff. Went to a bunch of... I did some brewery tours. Basically, uh, White Labs was going out there for an event, uh, a homebrew shop, Homebrew USA, oh. Uh, down there, um, uh, traded in five thousand vials for a Chris White Brew Day. Wow! And oh, um, did they so. send the vials? Because that was our problem at More Beer. Is like, how are we really going to mail five thousand? Because that's a lot. They kept so. them there. We showed up, and they had a pallet full of boxes <laughs> of vials. All right, good and, on them. Um, really good people that uh, we hung out with there um, and it was a great time so basically the Brewing Network just kind of tagged along with Whitey to do some meeting and greeting and um, uh, some coverage of the event and come back and talk about it and um, it was a lot of fun Uh, Doc went with me that's Uh, that's great he'll be in a little little later tonight and uh, he'll tell us about it but uh, 
uh, I didn't sleep much for the four days. Uh, Virginia likes to party, and for that matter, so does Doc and Whitey. And uh, they are the two people on Earth that uh, can kill me the most. Right. Uh, Or the fastest, anyway. Yeah. It's funny, because Doc, on the way out, he's like, so can Chris hang or what? And I was like, dude, between the two of you, I don't know how I'm going to survive this thing. Don't worry. Chris can hang. And, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, Doc. But what a great time. And we stopped at some uh, cool new breweries. It's a, it's a pretty new beer scene there um, in Virginia, uh, at least in their part, which I, I'm, I'm so brain dead right now. I don't even remember the name of the city I was in. Norfolk. Thank you. Uh, oh, uh, Norfolk. Yep. What they call? It? Yeah, the you call it that. It's Norfolk. The locals call it. Yeah, they're proud. We because we were trying to to, to say it right the whole time, and uh, we kept getting corrected. Uh, guys, it's Norfolk. It's not Norfolk. Nope. Or Norfolk. 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 Yeah. I mean, you know, how appropriate uh, for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, we kept accentuating it more and more oh, once yeah. we got corrected. Right. Yeah. Thanks for having us in Norfolk. <laughs> Uh, but what a good time. And um, let's see. Let me try to remember some names of breweries that we went to. O'Connor's was a nice brewery. Uh, we played uh, we played cornhole at, our, at O'Connor's for hours. Really? That so was a good time. Um, Did you kick some butt? Uh, I kicked ass when we played at O'Connor's. Yeah. The brewer, one of the brewers at O'Connor's, uh, Chris, brought the cornhole boards to Homebrew USA for the brew dance Saturday. Oh, wow. I got, I got my ass handed to me there <laughs> by Saul. Saul the Dominator. Wow. And uh, I talked a lot of shit. Well, of course you did. And then, and then got dominated. <laughs> of course you did. It wasn't until later in the day that I teamed up with Saul uh, that I won. <laughs> you were a smart move there. You yeah. became Saul's bitch. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, uh, another brewer there, Mike, in fact, Mike, uh, Mitchum, I think his last name is, he was in charge of, of the brew day with Chris. He put together the recipe, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, he was my teammate when, when I was kicking ass at O'Connor's and he failed me on, <sighs> on, the uh, on brew day. You know, there's no I in team and, and there should be yeah. sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, but we spent a nice day there brewing and, um, went to another cool, a real small brewery called Beach. Uh, brewer owner there's name's Justin, as a matter of fact. And, uh, really cool, tiny system. I'm gonna show, I'll, I'm gonna put up some pictures of all this stuff so you guys can see it. And, uh, the newest brewery that we went to there, Smart Mouth. Um, hmm. really cool layout and a very new brewery. In fact, I think just about two or three months old and their tasting room was packed. Uh, when we were there. So already drawing a crowd, and the beer scene's a big deal there. Uh, in fact, they have a bar at the Whole Foods, like a full-on bar. Really? <laughs> yeah. Not just a, not just a, a beer bar, but like a whole... Oh, well, nah, sorry, a full-on beer bar. Oh, okay. They, Maybe... they have those in a uh, couple locations in California as well. They do. Yeah. I haven't been to any of them yet. This one, you, you know, people go hang out at. In fact, it has its own name. It's called The Porch. It's kind of out on the porch. Oh. At the Whole Foods, that would make sense. Why it's called the Porch? I yeah. like it. I, I mean, and and I, I just had never seen one yet. I mean, I don't really right. go into uh, Whole Foods because I I can't afford right. to spend eight dollars for half a pound of apples. But um, yeah, yeah, that but sounds real cool. That's where we went. It was the beer recommendation to go to um, after the homebrew event. But um, Elizabeth and her crew are just great people there at Homebrew USA, and I just wanted to thank them and, and shout out. Uh, and then some other good friends took us out drinking later that night on Saturday night. We ended the night at a place called Hot Tuna, and uh, I was all for it. 
What kind of strip club is that? Full <laughs> full nude or not? Okay. All right. I will I'm happy to report back as I always do in my travels, a full strip club report. Uh do not All bother right. going to a strip club in Virginia. Wow. There you have it. Wow. That is about the extent. It's so bad that here's how it went. We we walked into the strip club and the guy, the bouncer guy who's gonna take our cover charge, goes, uh, where are you guys from? Uh and we say California. He goes, Ah, okay, let's have a talk. <laughs> he prepared you for what you were about to see. He basically was trying to save us money because he's like, "All right, we need to talk. Uh, first of all, uh, you won't see any nudity here. Um, second of all, uh, to talk to any of the women, you have to pay them. Uh, third of all, uh, you can pay for a lap dance if you want, but she won't even like sit on your lap or anything. She will like lap dance within you know twenty four inches of you. Wow." <laughs> It's like you're at sixth grade prom again. And then we go, how much is the cover charge? And he goes, five bucks. All right, we're in. <laughs> so okay. Five dollars. All right. Uh, and like, sans Portland, you can't beat that. And that's because Portland doesn't have a cover charge. Right. It was miserable. There was not even a B cup to be found. I'm telling you, it was the most boobless strip club really? on, on the planet. Oh, man. They need more cosmetic surgeons there, I guess. Yeah, I you mean, got fleeced for five bucks is what yeah, happened. Yeah, and we threw out a few dollar bills. but uh, And then, you know, I, I think maybe Whitey forgot about the other part. You know, we sat down at the bar and uh, just some girl, and he's actually just having a normal conversation. He was just saying, hey, what's happening? Yeah. Just because he was there to get a beer. Right. And instantly she's like, you have to pay me. <laughs> wow! And he's like, I'm, not paying. I'm just. I was just saying hi. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you. I'm trying to get a beer, and you happen to be sitting in my way. Yes. That uh, sounds like the worst place to go ever. N- the worst. N- regardless, if you're just even trying to see some boobs or whatever, it's the worst. if you're just going to get a beer, and you're like, oh, five bucks, whatever. You know, they. I like the music they play or whatever. <laughs> right. That sounds like the most horror. You have to pay me to talk yeah. to me. I actually think that that's amazing. And now that I know this exists, I'm going to have to require that you all pay me to talk to <laughs> me. <laughs> Um, right. It'll be like just paying for my delightfully bitchy attitude. <laughs> well, at least you have mm. boobs. And some of them were delightfully bitchy on top of that. Wow. Um, but I got drunk and had a good time. What are you going to do? That sounds horrible. So don't bother. You know, you'd think being a, mil- a military town, a military town, uh, that you'd find plenty of good strip clubs. But then again, they have the word virgin right in the name of their state. Well, and it turns out, I don't know if you guys knew this, you know how great I am at uh, geography, uh, <laughs> but it turns out that's the uh, beginning tip of the Bible Belt. Oh, really? I, I was informed that that is where the Bible Belt begins, and then goes on a long way in the other direction. And I didn't know that. And uh, there were some behavioral dis- uh, differences. Mm-hmm. For example, on the brew day, mm-hmm. I did not hear one other person besides me use the F-bomb. Really? And, of course, I used it... Uh, Liberally. <laughs> yeah, incessantly. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I, don't, I couldn't communicate properly if I couldn't swear. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when we were doing our, our FM show, uh, I, that was real hard. Right. Because it was a lot more fast-paced right. than this nonsense is, and uh, it was real hard. Yeah. It was real hard. I don't think I could do it if I had to just swear uh, swear off cursing. I ended up just doing it under my breath a lot, because I, I figured out very quickly that I was the only one doing it, yeah. and uh, so I just I go, ah, and then I carry on my conversation. I just drop I just drop my volume every other word. <laughs> How was it to be back on the East Coast, though? Uh, I I like the East Coast, um, the Beast Coast. Yeah, uh, good. You know, we had some nice beer, and um, and like I said, we ended at a great place called Hot Tuna, and uh, that was just like a just like a crazy bar, bunch yeah. of people dancing. It was fun, fun right. place to be. Uh, so shout out to Drew and Alex who showed us a good time too. Everybody had a good time there, and Mike and Chris and uh, John. I mean, forgive me if I Joey was a great brewer on a Blickman system on Brew Day. 
Uh, forgive me if I'm forgetting any names, but you all were just a blast, and, um, and now my liver will rest for the next month. Mm. Yeah. Next day. Never drinking again today. Yeah. Uh, okay, a lot of things to get to today. Uh, our first guest is going to be on with us in just a couple of minutes, so I need to rush through uh, some things. We're talking to Lee Chase today, who uh, you know you may or not know is a craft brewing badass. Yeah, uh, been been around for a long time. In fact, he was with Stone uh, for years, mm-hmm. uh, the brewmaster at Stone, and he's done a lot of consulting at several breweries that you would know, and you have drank their beer. And Lee's kind of one of those behind the scenes guys who's really done great things. Um, and and a lot of the consumers don't know him, but the brewers do. Right. And so we're going to talk about that with Lee today. Plus, he's got his own uh, brewery down there, uh, Automatic Brewing Company. It's within a Blind Lady Ale House. So we'll talk about that combination and some other things. He's got a project he's working on with the great Will Ferrell. One of the funniest men alive, in my opinion. And we may or may not hear from Will Farrell today. We'll find out. But we'll find out all about um, Will-powered IPA that uh, I know Lee is working on with him. Plus, we've got Adam Carolla on today. Uh, the Adam Carolla. Uh, you know, one of my broadcast idols, honestly. I don't yeah. know if you... It doesn't show at all. Oh, it would be a podcast weird. idol, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's a podcast idol. But when I was a kid... <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, and he was on broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, for ooh, uh, more than 10 years, I think. Yeah. And um, You looked at me and said, if this ugly guy can make it, so can me. Exactly. So me can too, ugly. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be talking to Adam Carolla today, too. He's got a new uh, product out called Mangria. And uh, Adam Carolla has been, been working that man shtick for, for quite a while now. you got to do it. Uh, we'll see what's up with the Mangria. And we have a bottle to drink, uh, which might tune me right up. We'll Straight to the out. dome. Am I allowed to drink Mangria? Um, we'll have to ask Adam about that. Uh, see what happens. You might grow a pair of balls if you do. I don't know. Well, if you do, you can give them to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first uh, Brewing Network homebrew competition entry window is now open. They need to be here by next Monday. That's a week from today. Um, we already have uh, some entries here. So it started today, and it goes for one week. Get your stuff here uh, if you bought a BNIPA homebrew kit. Do it now. Uh, we got a Santa Crawl uh, happening here in downtown Martinez uh, next Saturday, or this coming Saturday. That's Saturday, December 15th. Uh, what are the hours on that? Uh, four to seven. Oh, it is? Yep. Sure? Yep. Okay. Uh, four to seven. Uh, wear a stop so you can come in and see the Brewing Network studios. Um I'm told we're going to have Janet's Brown uh, oh, on tap. I guarantee it. And also um, some Ballast Point beer. I uh, wow. I got some uh, nice barrel-aged Ballast Point beer coming up. So Love it. once again, we'll be the best stop on the tour. I know that Nathan Smith is sending over some homebrew. Tasty usually shows up with a surprise or two. You never know. And uh, so come on over to our stop in downtown Martinez. I think you can get tickets right now. You can. SantaBeerCrawl.com, as a matter of fact. There you go. You're welcome. They'll also be available the day of the event, uh, yep. of the event, if supplies last. But I would buy uh, ahead of time if I were you. Buy now because at the door it'll be thirty-five bucks. Okay, what yep. is it? Twenty-five. Twenty-five normally, thirty-five at the door. If you're in a group of five or more, yeah. you save five bucks a ticket. Only in advance. Pretty good deal. Only in advance. That's correct. Okay, so it's uh, wear a, a Santa outfit, any sort of Santa outfit will do, um, or ugly sweater. Okay. All right, fantastic. Uh, we're also, the Brewing Network's fourth annual Winter Brews Fest is back. It'll be Saturday, January 26th. That is from 12 to 4, and it's back in Toto Santos Park here in Concord. Tickets are actually going to go on sale this week, likely tomorrow, and uh, those will also be, I think they're 35 bucks in advance, and uh, I think they end up being 45 at the door. Um, 
I don't even have a URL for it yet because the site, it won't be done till tomorrow. But uh, just keep an eye out. Uh, you can buy the tickets uh, in advance this year. And, you know, you can get them as a Christmas gift for somebody. Right. Buy them Winter Bruce Fest tickets. It's happening January 26th in Concord. Come on out for it. It's, um, I would dare say, one of the best uh, Bay Area beer festivals ever. Oh, absolutely. You know, we have a good time there. Uh, keep watching for the ONTAP page on the Brewing Network. BrewingNetwork.com slash ONTAP for all the details tomorrow. There you go. Also, right now in the store, a Brewing Network first we've created a Brewing Network training DVD. Uh, we started a new series, part of the Brewing Network's new Homebrew You series. And basically, we're taking some of the best brewmasters on the planet to show us how to brew a style of beer. And the first one that's available for pre-sale in the store right now is Matt Brinelson from Firestone Walker teaching us to brew the perfect American pale ale. And we go through step-by-step, step, plus he brews it with us on our More Beer Homebrew system. So you get to see all of it from, from start to finish from recipe design all the way to pitching that yeast um and then i actually have him taste the beer uh several weeks later and uh tell me how he did so you'll get to learn how to brew the perfect american pale ale matt brinelson style uh dvds are available for pre-order now they will be shipping in early january so while they will make a nice christmas gift uh, they, they don't arrive under the tree by christmas um, but they will be shipping out in early January, and they are a special price right now in the store for seventeen ninety five. If you're also looking for gifts, Amazon's the best way to do it. A lot of you are doing it. Do all your Christmas shopping that you normally do through Amazon, but do it by clicking the Amazon link right there on our homepage, and it helps us out. Uh, iPhone and Android apps are there if you want to listen on the go. Just search BN Mobile in your favorite uh, app store. Watch all this and more on justin.tv slash Brewing Network. Subscribe, join the BN Army, Twitter, Facebook. Send ideas to Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Great. Twitter game real quick. Twitter game real quick. Um, I would like to know which of the brewcasters is the better lover. Which one of us is a better lover? According to the the audience, I'm sure uh, we know. Uh, Does Bevo count? Bevo but counts. What do you too. mean by lover? Like, well, like um, in, in during sexy time, or just a good hmm. bump, you know, or just loving. That's a good question. I think I think it all a lover encompasses not only feelings but how far you go in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go in at all. Well, well, you might. You never know. That's, that's that, not how we roll. That's not yeah. what you've said. You said before you've tried to go in all the time. Uh, yeah. Sam doesn't like that sort of play. Well, that's just because I like to mess with him. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Good game. That's our Twitter game for today. We will send over a prize to uh, the best answer. Yes, we will. So I guess you have to say which is the best and why. Because otherwise, there you, you know, there'll be several of the right answers right. when it's me. <clears throat> Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I think in this room we've all we've all laid about eight thousand of our fans. So right. you know, you have a good uh, working base to work off of here. <laughs> all right, we'll save feedback for later in the program. Right now, we're going to talk to our first guest, Mister Lee Chase, currently of Automatic Brewing Company and a brewing consultant. Hey, Lee, thanks for being with us, man. Sure, glad, uh, glad to be here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, now, we tried to talk to Lee a, a couple of times now. He's a busy man, and I'm glad that you finally made it to the program, man. Yeah, I was hoping I could be in the studio up there with you guys, but, uh, well, you know, that just isn't, hard to, isn't as easy to pull off these sure. days. So. Well, you're located in San Diego, right? So pretty far from us. Yeah, like, you know, California is pretty long, so. <laughs> exactly. It's its own country, basically. Yeah. So, well, that's fine. We'll get you up here next time. Um, now, in the meantime, I mean, let's get right into it, Lee, uh, because I know we only have a, a short amount of time, but um, I think you're the first brewing consultant we've had on the program. 
Oh, cool. Which uh, which I find interesting because there you, you have to imagine that there must be behind-the-scenes guys like you kind of making the tweaks that need to happen to make great beer. Well, I think uh, it, it isn't a job that I really planned on having. Um, I had worked... I'd, a little background on on my kind of brewing history uh i started home brewing back in 1989 90 and uh got pretty into it and decided uh, i could go to school for that and went to uc davis and studied malting and brewing science when i got out it was uh, 1995 i ran a small brewery just before stone brewing company opened uh, or started their their project okay and about four months into their uh, their company operations. I was hired on there and spent the next nine and a half years there. So that's a I long kind of, stint at Stone. Yeah, it was a while, and so I, we kind of saw the brewery grow from basically nothing, zero barrels a year, up to about when I left, we were doing about fifty-five thousand barrels a year, and we built that new brewery in Escondido, which is a really you know a pretty major uh, ordeal and a great a great project to be a part of so i was really stoked to uh be in a position with those guys where i got to just deal with all the growth and and the struggles that come along with it that was pretty much my goal getting out of uc davis was uh try to make a shitload of really delicious beer and have it stay that way (laughs) right and keep it that way well and it stayed that way even after you're gone because uh, stone is still producing great beer oh good yeah yeah i think they're doing a really good job and um I actually, I think that uh, the bigger uh, the bigger the craft brewery gets, the more opportunity they have to make uh, great beer a little more easily. There's a, a great um, weight on their shoulders to do so because the cost of not doing doing it is is really high. But it's also kind of easier to uh, get a grasp on all of the small details that make. Uh, make a beer great right absolutely well you know and and with that so mitch uh mitch Steele, the brewer at stone now of course uh he's a good friend of the show we've had him on several times and i was speaking to him one night about taking over that that brewing position uh you know he came on after you and to me a guy like mitch who kind of came from a a a big beer background you know he obviously came from anheuser-busch uh was kind of exactly what I think a company like Stone needs. You you know, you built that enormous brew system and by the way they've now I think doubled that capacity just recently. And your your standard kind of brewmaster who doesn't come from a how to get through new projects, a bigger bottle bottling line, put out more beer, uh, wouldn't be as successful as a guy like Mitch. In other words, I just think he had the right background for that, you know? Well I, I put in when I put in my notice there I gave a three month notice. And I said, hey, I'm going to leave in three months, but let's figure it out. And when I saw Mitch's resume come in, I was just uh, delighted. I thought, wow, you know, I've, I've kind of put a lot of my own uh, kind of blood and sweat and heart and soul into this this whole company. Right. Uh, last thing I want to do is see some other guy take my spot and, you know, run it into the ground and uh <laughs> right <laughs> so you know i kind of i mitch and i had shared some conversations we actually went to the same same university so uh i had a pretty good confidence in understanding what he knew from the academic side of things plus he had i think at, at that point he had like i don't know well over 10 years of experience with enters a bush which is basically you know about as uh about as technologically involved as you can get um, sure. 
they're giant. And so, and, but he's always had his heart in craft beer. And, uh, it was an interesting position for him to hold, I think for so long, because he was such a home brewer and so involved with, uh, you know, the homebrew community, even when he was at AB, probably, probably they hated him for it. I mean, I'm not going to put words in their mouth, but, right. Uh, <laughs> but I can imagine they're like, dude, what are you doing with all these homebrewers? Um, and so it seemed like a really good fit and I'm glad he, uh, I'm glad he's kind of found a good spot there and he seems to be enjoying it and, and the company's doing great. So it's, uh, it, it seems like it worked out well. Definitely. That is an interesting contrast, you know, from, uh, being a brewer at AB. Right. And then going to your homebrew club meeting after you get off shift. Like, I don't know. It just <laughs> it seems like, uh, uh, but a nice fit though. Kind of almost a natural one. Like, okay, here's my job. Right. And then, uh, at home on my own with these, with these other people, I can be, you know, creative and passionate about instead it instead of pushing the button. <laughs> and the people that he probably hung out with as homebrewers probably made some really badass homebrew. Right. Like, hey, Mitch, what's wrong with my beer? He's like, well, I'll tell you everything is wrong with your beer. I just ran it through a $100,000 computer at work. Right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's a good friend to have in that sense. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Lee, you got a few people in the room here, just so we don't confuse you, but that was JP talking to you as well. And then uh, our producer, Scott, is here. And um, and then our good friend Tasty McDole is our other co-host. Hi, Lee. So, there you go. Now, so you went to the UC Davis uh, Brewing Program, and after uh, several months, you passed. I, I kind of want to know more about the Brewing's uh, Associate Membership Exam, which is an elite exam that you ended up passing, right? Yeah, it, it's a. Um I'm not sure how, well, I kind of do know how little people care about that exam in, in the U.S. anyway, but it's pretty well respected on other continents and um, in other countries. It's it, it's really basically an eight uh, or a nine-hour essay exam that takes course over two days, and um, it's just writing. You know, you get basically, uh, there's three separate sections of this exam, or at least there, there was back uh, when I was taking it, and uh, each section you get three hours to write as much as you can that you address uh, six questions that they give you. So it's it's really technical, and it if you pass it, they pass. They just grade everything by reading it, kind of like kind of like the BJCP I think does now and Cicerone, where there's just a lot of reading, a lot of technical writing that has to be done to right. And uh, and so this is. Based for for professional brewing careers, people can you know basically get raises and get jobs that uh, that show that they're qualified for them by passing this this exam. I see. And so, did that help you? Uh, you know, kind of going out into the marketplace right away. It kind of did. It didn't so much in uh, in it being a key point of resume material, but it it served as a really good. Um, guideline for all of the education that uc davis was trying to put forward basically to to um groom people to be able to take this exam and pass it that was kind of one of their goals as a as a university was like here we should be able to teach you everything you can everything you need to know to pass this test i see so that was a, a bit of their uh their syllabus was based on you know what what is what does uh one need to know to get a a good brewing job in the industry right but it, it didn't really matter so much to many employers because they don't really know what it is but uh other brewers you say hey i passed this exam and and other brewers are usually like 
oh, you're a dick. Or, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, wow, that's a pretty tough exam. And uh, so there was, when I was in UC Davis, there was a pretty common um, term for us UC Davis kids is Davis dickheads because we would you know, be all book smart about stuff and basically <laughs> right. not have the beer in our lives. So it was a, uh, it was a nice kind of ribbing compliment, I guess. Sure. Well, I, th- <laughs> which is kind of a, a, a lame insult. That dude smirt for me. <laughs> I get it. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but to, to their credit, a lot of people make really great beer and have no, um, you know, no academic training in it. And there's, you know, there's something to be said for uh, just putting your 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 nose to the grindstone and studying on your own, and not having to go to school. So I feel fortunate that I did, though. Uh, the education's been been great. I mean, even if you don't know everything about beer, you at least know how to go find it, or at least, I actually, I think. One thing I've learned is the more you learn about beer, the more you learn you don't really know about it. (laughs) From the science side, sure. I mean, there's still uh, so much to be discovered and new research all the time. Um, Charlie up there at the UC Davis program always talks to us about that, too. Um, Yeah, yeah. I would imagine that, and especially now that you've become a, a, a consultant, that there must be an enormous amount of the engineering side in the program that you took. Uh, there was, there was a third of the program was focused on, uh, brewery and well, food process engineering, which, uh, kind of lends itself into the brewing world specifically for us. And yeah, there was, you know, a lot of physics and, uh, heat and mechanics, the heat transfer, that kind of stuff. So stuff that, you know, I think more than what it, uh, it doesn't really come out into the real world in something that you... I don't know, say you don't do too much with design of major pieces of equipment, but you learn to understand why things are built the way they are and how to avoid making, you know, dumb mistakes uh, on the job. I see. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I haven't had too many projects where I've had to, you know, say, hey, uh, I, wanna, I, I want you to change the uh, the size of something that you already know. Every, like, I'm not going to go tell crones how to... Uh, well, not that they'll listen anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know nothing. I tried to have that conversation with them when I was at Stone, actually, and they just told us that we should not be doing things the way we're doing it, and we're dumb. So. <laughs> Stop doing stupid things, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> They're just sitting back, drinking some glue wine, and we're like, you know what? Those Americans and their stone and their ideas. <laughs> and their stupid ideas. Whatever. Right. <laughs> But yeah, there is a lot of engineering, and I kind of like that. I think I'm a bit of a... I mean, today I was cutting metal and welding it and just fixing things generally. I, I like I like that aspect of uh, of, of the, the work. I mean, the, the, being a brewer is... You guys know, you guys deal with this, I'm sure, too. Just there's, there's chemistry, there's sensory, there's, you know, the mechanics and engineering, and it's just such a great multifaceted thing. There's microbiology going in there, and... It's a, it's kind of a never-ending uh, puzzle. I have a quick question, Freely. Uh, going back to kind of the education, you had said that there's a lot of people who are making great beer that haven't necessarily gone to professional brewing school. And I know there's a lot of our listeners who are thinking about that and who are probably in brewing school now. Is that a track you recommend, or does it kind of? I know that's a, maybe a loaded question, but does it vary between 
uh, your type of personality. I think what you're saying is, uh, if there are really great brewers without education, name one. Is that what you're trying to say? No. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, that'll help, well, too. Well, sort of. But, like, you know, it, it, do you need education to make good beer? Is it is it something you, like, if a home brewer said, hey, I want to start brewing beer. I make already make, uh, you know, 45-point uh, homebrew. Uh, would you say, oh, you can just open a brewery right now? Or say, hey, you know what, go to Davis and learn something. Well, yeah, I think, um, I guess, to look at it from a different side, which I, I'm... I own a couple businesses with some partners and we didn't know anything about the restaurant or bar industry before we opened them. Uh, are we doing okay? Yeah, we're doing all right. I bet if anybody who knows more about business and restaurant operations came in here and says, Hey, I studied this stuff, they would probably point out all kinds of problems that we have. And, uh, and some of the problems we want to have, we, you know, there's ways we can cut corners and save money that we don't really want to. So, you know, there's, there's, certainly uh plenty of people that are diligent about studying and knowing what they're doing before jumping into it mm. i think going to school just kind of forces you to do that on a schedule you know i'm i'm a pretty i mean look how long it took me to get on this show it's been <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> so uh you still need to go back to school and learn how to schedule things lee exactly yeah my time management skills might not be the best but uh, <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah, it's, you, people do it, and um, for me, it was. I, I like study. I like school. Uh, I just enjoy that. I wish I could, you know, sign up for more classes more often of everything. But uh, you know, school's not for everybody too. Some people just don't like tests. I like taking tests, and uh, I like having that kind of goal and that challenge set up for me. So, got it. But yeah, certainly not for everybody. And uh, yeah, I've had tons of homebrew and and professional brew from people that are just just knowledgeable um smart people i think i think you need to be knowledgeable and smart to make good beer and uh and that doesn't necessarily come from school so that makes sense to me yeah now uh when you're consulting um are you going in and and tasting beer and helping breweries uh troubleshoot things is that the type of consulting that you do or give us a rundown of what a typical consulting job is it's been kind of all over. Actually, the the way that I, like I mentioned earlier, I kind of stumbled into being a consultant. I didn't really know that the, the position or the job existed. Okay. It just so happened that I, I knew that I after so many years at one company and doing one project, I thought, oh, you know, I should probably get out and see the world a little bit and, and just see what else there is to do out there. I'm not really sure what it's going to be, but... Um, well, it's probably about time to make a change. So that was part of part of my get, falling into consulting was uh, not leaving uh, Stone in a hurry, and uh, and definitely like taking my time, making sure as much was uh, in order before leaving, okay. and that hiring Mitch and and uh, and getting him basically on track to take over there, and. And also not signing up to take another job anywhere before I was completely away from Stone because I didn't want that short timer syndrome that happens. Like I'd seen it just hiring other people. You know, you you hire somebody and then they go back to their job and they do a really crappy job at the job that they're leaving. And right, that guy, you know. So, <laughs> oh, that's uh, so good I didn't idea. find another job. And then when I finally, you know, my last day came, they're like, "What are you going to do?" I was like, "Fuck, I don't know." Um, I 
hadn't really thought about that too much, but I did get my pedicab operator's license so I could get <laughs> a downtown. It's a fallback position if nobody needs anybody at the brewery. So, and did then I got you, calls from a lot of people that that said, "Hey, can you? Uh, would you like a full time job?" I said, "No," but they said, "Oh, can you help us on this project? We're going through uh, some issues here and there." So, the consulting thing just kind of like you know a little bit fell in my lap, and I thought, "Oh, this is perfect." This is Get to do some traveling, get to see new projects, get to, you know, look at a bunch of different engineering and, uh, and almost, um, apply all, a bunch of the different hurdles that I'd gone through as we've grown at Stone to, uh, you know, like to a bunch of the small breweries that are going to try to figure out the, the, go through the five different steps that we went through to get to the sixth step that actually worked. I could just say, Hey, you know what? This works for us, and uh, you guys should might want to try this out. So, well, it was kind of a good. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful job, and I haven't been doing too much consulting because of the restaurants and the brewery of our own here. But, uh, but I hope to do more soon. I, for one, think a combination of pedicure and taxicab service is a great idea. <laughs> I think you should run with that one. Yeah. Did you ever actually drive a, a pedicab uh, aside from you know just getting your license? No, I wish I did, but. Uh, I'm super glad I didn't, too, you know. <laughs> right. I do like it, though. It would have been a nice conversation. So what did you do before uh, operating a pedicab? <laughs> you ever heard of Stone? <laughs> yeah, you ever heard of that, that giant brewery called Stone? Yeah. Well, you're looking at the brewer's butt right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was considering, like, oh, maybe I could just give, like, you know, kind of one-on-one brewery or good beer tours around downtown. And uh, Oh, yeah. If you want to jump on the pedicab, I'll cruise you around. I think you can drink on a pedicab driver's license. I don't know, but <laughs> right, it seems seems reasonable. Beers? Can I get paid to hang out and car people around drinking beers with them? That'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, now I think I first met you, Lee. It was at the Great American Beer Festival, right around oh six or oh seven. So I think it was right about this time that you were bailing from Stone and deciding to, you know, branch out and see how this was going to go. Um, and since then, so you, it's not just doing consulting, but uh, more recently, you know, as you mentioned, you've gone into partnerships with a couple people. So now you actually have your own brewery again, though, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of funny how things work out. Um, we have a, a place in San Diego called Blind Lady Ale House, and um, so it's my wife and I and another couple. And part of the uh, part of the beauty of consulting is you can for the most part, kind of create your own schedule. And in, a, in, a, in what was basically like the fastest growing production brewery in the U.S., you can't really create your own schedule. You're pretty much at the mercy of <laughs> beer and distributors and salespeople and, uh, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that you want to do yourself with beer. So, uh, so that, that didn't uh, afford a lot of free time. So uh, the consulting jobs were often... You know, work really hard on a project for a while and then uh, maybe even take some time off and do some traveling and what have you. And one of the things that happened in that course of time was got to travel a bit, got to go see a lot of different breweries, a lot of bars, um, and uh, got to play soccer for my local favorite beer bar, the Livewire, on their bar bar soccer team. Really? (laughs) So, just like, I'd never played soccer before. Actually, I've never played soccer since. And... uh, (laughs) But you got to do it. Yeah. That sounds fun. Run around and then go drink beers. I mean, the, the second part of it sounds super fun. But <laughs> right. You just checked it off. Yeah. And then so I met my I met my uh, friend and partner, Jeff Motch, who's a partner here at Blind Lady. 
and uh, Tiger Tiger and Automatic. Basically, he and his wife uh, were looking at doing some projects on their own, and I was looking at doing like a small brewery project. And so it just kind of fell together, just conversations at bars, you know, sometimes lead to to some good things. And uh, and then we just, you know, next thing we know, we're opening a place, and we're like, oh, shit, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Yeah. We like good food, we like good beer, so let's just figure it all out. And uh, this is this is actually right in the end of 2008. So if you if you look at like a, an economic indicator for back then, right? Total disaster. Yeah, that was a scary time to say. Hey, let's do this. Let's, yeah. let's throw a whole ton of money on the line, right? When everybody's staying home, probably our own. <laughs> well, that was part of the beauty of it, though. Was uh, there was there was nobody willing to put any money on anything, and every place was going out of business. So we saw it as the uh, the now or never opportunity. Where in a good economy, we wouldn't be able to afford to do it. I, I mean, see. you know, brewers don't make a lot of money. So, right. and uh, my wife came from social work, so you know, it's not all that lucrative either. Right. But you know, we have a lot of uh, I have a lot of tools, so I figured out oh, we could. I just build uh, stuff ourselves, and, and we just kind of figured it out. And so it was it was a good time because it was possible. Like, there was a, a beautiful building going out of business that had just been built out two years ago uh, into a restaurant. And there's a bunch of really good people that are out of work. So that's that's a huge benefit, you know? Like, to be able to find good people is, uh, is not always easy. So you're not just talk. It sounds like you're not just talking about the brew house, which has a different name. It's in Blind Lady Ale House, but that's Automatic Brewing Company. But it sounds like you, like maybe you built the bar. You built the. I mean, you just went in there like with a team of people to help. Yeah, it was pretty much uh, my partner Jeff and I, and um, we were we're pretty good at. I don't know. Is Craig's listing? Is that a verb? But uh, we're sure. pretty good. Yeah, man. Yeah. And um, and just finding like crap and making it into better than just crap like just put some work into it so we found a lot of a lot of good parts and pieces and materials and uh and the the building i mean it's not like we had to do a whole whole lot to it because it was a pretty nice space to begin with but uh we did a lot of changes and and rebuilt a bunch of stuff and it was the first opportunity actually to to build uh, a, a multi-tap draft dispense system and that proved to be kind of uh, really eye-opening. Like I, I knew that uh, you know a lot of times when you open a beer bar or some kind of restaurant, the distributors will pay for your system. Wow. You know, just like install it for you. Really? They use some really poor quality equipment in that, and um, and they're you know they'll do a long draw system, but that's also like I'm, I'm a long draw hater. Okay. Oh, just like for the record, if if you're considering <laughs> opening a bar somewhere and you consider putting a long draw, just reconsider, seriously. <laughs> and Lee, just to be clear for any of us who are dummies, uh, which is like me, uh, you mean that your 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 cooler should be close to your tap handle? Uh, yeah, like basically, if it, it, my my the, the easy summary is if you can't reach into touch the the all of the beer line that is going from the keg to the faucet yeah if you can't grab that cut it away and replace it within you know 10 minutes right then you 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 fucked up okay <laughs> you, you opened your bar in the wrong wrong space yeah yeah you know the first or just don't ever plan on changing 
from one beer to the other. Yeah, that's right. right. Continuously running beers. That's yeah. a good point. If it's on a sour line, it's going to be sour forever. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, the first place I I ever saw like that is uh, Browers in Seattle. Um, everything's Beautiful. just right behind the bar, and I was so impressed by it. And really, for the exact same reason that you just said, Lee, I just thought, wow. They can do anything. They can switch out any line, even when it's a busy Friday night. And not even, I don't even mean cleaning it. I mean cut it and pay the four cents to put the other the new line on. That's, that's a beautiful thing, and those guys were definitely on top of it when they designed it. So that's that's kind of like how it all should be. It's um, yeah. we exist now in a in a market where there's so many diverse flavors going on in beer, and the the. I don't know the notion that you think um, all beer line cleaner is going to take care of that. It's totally not, and it's it's something that I think a lot of people are. You know, I I, I didn't even realize it until we we kind of built the system, knowing that it was kind of the right thing to do. And I had uh, kind of an eye opening experience when I saw how often I'm cutting away beer line and throwing it out just to just to make the beer taste good. You know? Yeah. So. Excellent point. Now, yeah. how, how about the how about Automatic's brewing system? It, did you also hodgepodge that together? Yeah, that was mostly built by me, but then also like kind of uh, highly, um, I don't know how you say, subsidized by the community. Uh-huh. Uh, we we'd opened Blind Lady uh, about a year and a half before we started. We before we got a license to have it be a brewery as well. So we opened it just by taking over a, a beer and wine license in a restaurant and. You know the the beer the beer previously uh, under the old ownership. I think it pretty much consisted of like bottles of Bud Light, mm. uh, and they closed at four p.m. So <laughs> yeah, really really odd. Like uh, that's there's a two two things wrong with that scenario on the Bud Light <laughs> at four p.m. You know right. We uh, we had the license, but we didn't have a draft system, so we got to build that whole thing. And then it took another about a year and a half to uh, to get the license to be able to brew beer here, which I think was pretty cool because we're kind of in a neighborhood. We're in the not a really popular part of town. We're in Normal Heights, which is if you're ever in San Diego, uh, the easiest way to kind of direct you to our neighborhood is it's uh, it's south of Highway Eight. And uh, northeast of downtown, so okay. about five miles outside of downtown in the neighborhood, which I totally love because I think breweries should exist in neighborhoods. Uh, it sucks when you have to drive like fifteen miles to go to a brewery, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Fuck, how am I going to get home?" Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah, but, but I agree with you. But that's the SoCal area, right? I mean, you're, you're driving everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were. I, I you know, I lived in this neighborhood. Uh, the whole time I was working up at Stone, and um, it was kind of uh, it's, it's actually worked out quite amazingly to to be able to work uh, six blocks away from home and uh, be able to work on this whole project and have a little brewery here. It's like it's really really um, cute. I think is probably one put it <laughs> very <laughs> nice. <laughs> now it sounds like you still want your free time, though. You've kind of set up your life in such a way that you're. You're maybe not too stuck in one place. Are you the brewer at Automatic Brewing? Yeah, I am. I kind okay. of, uh, partly because I'm afraid that the that anybody else that tries to operate this system might go to the hospital soon. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a, it's a mess, huh? <laughs> a little, no, it's just a little dangerous. You just, uh, 
you know, I've, I spent a lot of time at Stone, so I've sent a lot of people to the hospital, you know? Right. <laughs> it happens. I know it happens, and I don't want it to happen. Okay. And, uh, and you got to be really aware when you're brewing, just not just here, but anywhere. And so I guess I kind of like, I both love the, the, the process and, um, and, you know, I guess to some degree at Stone, as things get, as things grew bigger and bigger, I did less and less brewing. Okay. And I've never thought about that until now, but maybe there is some part of me that's like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm still stoked. I get to actually like put my hands on everything again. Right. And, and it's not in a uh, in a two barrel or a, a half barrel system anymore. So, uh, so the, yeah, now it's maybe we'll grow into the point where you know I'll find the right person that I think is is uh, you know into it enough and kind of has the same concerns I have. But I, I know I could train somebody to do it. Sure. But well, I, I mean, just, that's kind of been your other job, right? Anyway, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I think you should be able to do that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I do that for consulting is just like train other people to try to do that. So, right. but it's uh, it's nice to nice to operate on a small scale and and deal with uh, the beer as a one man operation right now. Anyway, so yeah, okay, I'm probably try to do that as long as I can until my partners start saying like, "Hey, man, what the fuck? How come? <laughs> how come? How come there's not more beer coming out of there?" But I can make all <laughs> right. excuses because they don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. You can say anything you want. Yeah. Uh, say, well, listen, I've had to renew my pedicab license, and uh, that took a lot of time. Yeah, I had to do 20 minutes on a Stairmaster in front of these people. <laughs> right. That's just hard. <laughs> so, Lee, how many faucets are you renting at uh, Blind Lady and uh, Tiger Tiger? Yeah, so uh, Tiger Tiger, we opened another another place about a year ago, uh, which is uh, a mile from Blind Lady. And between the two places now, we have uh, fifty, about 50 faucets. Good number. That is a good number. Wow, look at you grow. You're going to have to sign your own non-compete clause a mile away. It's a mile away. It's pretty funny. It's My my house is six blocks away from each of them. <laughs> look at you planning your life, Lee. Wow. <laughs> this is fantastic. He calls it cute. I think it's more like simple. Yeah, I love it. Simple. It's nice. But it's, but it's also like the neighborhood needs this because we've lived here for a long time. We kind of see that it needs it. And, you know, we were, we were going... All over San Diego, oftentimes by car to go to other good beer bars, and it's like, well, there's a bunch of people that live in this neighborhood, and uh, us being, you know, probably the biggest beer nerds in the neighborhood. Why don't we just do this stuff? So, right, it's cool to be able to do it. I love and, it. Uh, we have between the two places, we try not to really have the same beer lineup. I mean, we, we definitely don't ever have the same beer lineup. Um, but we try to even like, you know, if there's a, a limited release of, you know, a certain number of beers from any one brewery, we'll we'll kind of like get all of them, but then split them up between the two spots. There you so go. That's smart. It makes it fun, you know, for for us and for customers to where we're we're not, you know, I don't know if let's just imagine that a Starbucks possibly could exist one mile from another Starbucks. <laughs> right. Next then why door. not? Yeah, then why not two uh, good pubs? Right. <laughs> like, I, I would appreciate the Starbucks changing their menu completely at one of those places. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on. You got two places a mile away from each other. Give me some choice. Yeah, I agree. Right, yeah. Lee, I got to take a, a, a quick commercial break. Can you hang out? 
Yeah, sure. All right, I want to talk more about the beer, and I want to learn about uh, Will Powered IPA, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're talking to Lee Chase. He's from Automatic Brewing Company, Blind Lady Alehouse, and Tiger Tiger. Uh, probably consulted at a brewery that you drink from, too. So hang in there. Uh, if you got questions, 888-401-BEER, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes with more from Lee Chase. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read Read your way to better homebrew. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months to the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines, so I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty crack cans. Tasty crack cans. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. 
When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeasts, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold right now. All right, thank you for sticking with us and welcome back to the program. You're listening to the session, and we got Lee Chase on the line with us. He's from uh, Lady Face, uh, no, uh, Blind Lady Ale House and uh, Automatic Brewing Company. In fact, you can go right now to Blind Lady. Uh, Ale House, I think it is. Uh, blindlady.blogspot.com and check out the website. Get a look for yourself. All sorts of information about what's happening and about their upcoming charity event uh, with Will Farrell. Lee, can you tell us about what's up with you and uh, collaborating on some beer with Will Farrell? Well, uh, we go way back. No. <laughs> right, to your pedicab days. Yeah. Right. I picked him up once as a fair and our lives were changed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Riding a pedicab, I was riding a pedicab. <laughs> yeah. How do you get to know Will Farrell? It's kind of funny. He came in. Uh, he came into Blind Lady one day with um, one of our neighbors here at Blind Lady, a regular customer, is a good friend of his, and they went to school together, grew up together. Okay. And so he came in with uh, with our neighbor and friend, and I was having lunch and hanging out, and I had just finished brewing a batch of beer on our two barrel system. Um, which is a total disaster. And if you're thinking about making a two barrel <laughs> system, I'd recommend. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do. So go for it too. You know, I don't know. right? Some, some free consulting. Thank you. 
and so, um, you know, I had to go run some errands. I think I was going uh, up to White Labs or something. And uh, I said, hey, nice to meet you. Because, um, you know, just through our, our, our neighbor friend, he's like, oh, that's, yeah, it's Will Farrell. How about that? And so we said, hey, Will, uh, our, our staff here is all kind of like holding their breath, uh, gawking at you from in the kitchen. Right. They're all freaking out, peeing their pants a little bit. And if you want to get a picture with them, they would totally love it. And, uh, and actually the whole restaurant was basically full of every, I think every customer in the restaurant at this point in time was like, holy shit, Will Ferrell's eating pizza and drinking beers. Right. And no one, no one really, uh, said anything, you know, nobody like swarmed him or anything. And, and then he, you know, finished his lunch and got up and, uh, came over to, I think our bartender or something and said, Hey, you guys want to get a picture? This place is great. And, uh, and then it, it kind of turned into, um, well, he, he took some photos with everybody and it made this newspaper, uh, headline cause San Diego is pretty small town. So when we'll <laughs> lady, it's a big deal, you know? Right. And so I, uh, I, I put a little blog post in our probably semi-dysfunctional blog for Automatic Brewing Company. And I said, uh, it was a total just all-out lie. I said, Will Farrell's been busting my balls to do a collaboration beer with him. <laughs> so today we finally did it. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll see this beer come out soon enough. And uh, we called it uh, Sex Panther. Pale Ale. <laughs> nice. Perfect. San Diego reference from uh, Anchorman. Was, yeah. It was the cologne name in Anchorman. And uh, it was it something like uh, 40% of the time it works every time. Oh, 60%, 60% of the time yeah. it works every time. <laughs> Come on, Lee. There you go. A lot of fans in the room, Lee. Yeah. Thanks for making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, you're the one that knows them. <laughs> but, uh, and then that... that Total lie and bullshit um, turned into uh, a couple phone calls and emails they sent over to us saying, "Hey, do you guys want to do a? Do you want to make a beer and do a little event? And it's a uh, for a fundraiser for uh, an organization he's uh, he's a big supporter of and pretty tight with called Cancer for College. And uh, we're we're all pretty charitable people, and we thought, hell yes, this doesn't even take thinking twice about it. Let's do it. Okay." So the, the the bullshit about the collaboration beer turned into actually talking about doing collaboration beer, and then like, hey, so Will, what do you want to brew? Let's do something. And so we, now we make a. He's a big IPA fan. Okay. Mm. Uh, and so we've had this. Uh, it went through a bunch of different names, but it finally wound up upon the Will Will powered IPA, which kind of speaks to the uh, the, the benefits. Um, you know, fortitude of uh, people that have survived uh, cancer treatment and lost basically all their college savings and any life savings they have, they can actually, uh, the, the Cancer for College organization helps them pay for college tuition uh, after surviving cancer. So That's awesome. it's a real organization. It does, it's, it's just amazingly uh, emotional and inspiring to hear these kids that, uh, have gone through this program with their scholarships and it's just like wow you guys are making some serious tangible changes in people and uh it's, it's nice to see 
People can go to cancerforcollege.org right now, and you can hear and see some of the stories that Lee is talking about. And it does look like a fantastic organization. There's ways to donate there. Um, cancerforcollege.org. Check it out. Um, and so all the proceeds from uh, Will Powered IPA, I assume, uh, help out with this organization? They do. Initially, we were brewing uh, such small batches that we just did, you know, one. We did a one batch of beer that basically went out uh, to just the people that were involved in this kind of uh, this pub crawl event that we do. Okay. Uh, we we put some into some growlers and sent it home with the people that were you know donors and supporters on the pub crawl, and uh, and then we I think we drank the rest of it here within a couple hours because you know it doesn't go very far. Right. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but now we're making, you know, about eight and a half barrels in a batch, and I think we're going to have a couple batches come out this year, and hopefully kind of as 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 years or as our process gets more streamlined, we might be able to uh, have a, a more regular occurrence of a, a great charitable beer like this come on tap. So it's an IPA. It fits San Diego for sure. And uh, <laughs> this one's a little different, though. We, we did an oatmeal IPA. So it's been it's been an oatmeal IPA for the 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 will-powered beer uh, in all its incarnations, but the hops do change around a bit. Tell me about the beer. What makes it an oatmeal IPA? I'm not sure I've ever had an oatmeal IPA. Well, we kind of took some of the same ideas that we like about oatmeal stout, and, um, you know, there's, like, a nice soft texture to it, but uh, I'm a huge, I don't know, I I guess I'm somewhat fixated on mouthfeel of beers. Like, I just hate it when a beer has great flavor and great aroma and everything is perfect about it but then there's just like this kind of raspy mouthfeel to it and uh so i like what oats do to the beer and and i thought you know what let's do a a really big ipa with a bunch of hot bitterness and kind of have this uh just a nice bitterness bite to it but then the finish is also just you know not um painful and uh agonizing over the course of a pint of beer so okay i like that this is your now you're speaking my language lee <laughs> not not too bitter tell me can can you talk us can we geek out a little bit like just about the malt bill you know ha, ha, what percentage of oats and and what other malts are you using in there to get this mouth feel that you're a stickler about well um it's most it's mostly organic. Uh, I use all organic malt too, as much as I can. So with all the automatic beers, we don't really like talk about it too much. But uh, it's mostly organic uh, pale two row for the base malt, and there's about ten percent oats, uh, and there is actually a bit of uh, some uh, dextrose in there too. Okay. And, and uh, shot for about 65 IBUs, so not like crazy, because this beer is mostly being drank by people who are supporting the charity who are coming on our our pub crawl on Saturday. Okay. Uh, and within that, uh, there's a little bit of concern that everyone might get super shit faced in a hurry. <laughs> right. And uh. We don't want to necessarily dumb it down because we like to respect the style and, and have fun with it, but uh, we're not trying to knock anybody's dick in the dirt too early on either. We've got to ride with them on a bus, so, you know, some guy puking next to you is some guy <laughs> next to you, the deliciously hop, hoppy beer that you just gave him, so. 
pretty sure that the official shirt of the event uh, should say Will Powered IPA. <laughs> it won't knock your dick in the dirt. <laughs> Too early. Too early. Yeah. Too soon. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> well, Lee, what is the ABV? You didn't mention it. Uh, it's it's just just about seven. So that's, right. it's not. That's pretty up there. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I just I'm actually drinking a, a pale ale we made. Uh, it was uh, dry hop with a bunch of citra, and it's six and a half percent. And uh, this is you know in San Diego, I don't think you can call a six and a half percent dry <laughs> hop super hoppy pale ale an IPA because you know it's. San Diego. So. Yeah, that's a Blondale for you guys down there. <laughs> so really, they started at seven. Is that it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Well, but you know, there are other IPAs around that are that are. If if it's under seven, I think you know people go really. You put an IPA out that's under seven, huh? <laughs> right. You have to answer that. <laughs> I see. So, I'm saying yeah, this is this is right on the edge. I'm surprised to hear that Will. Likes IPA. I thought he was a, a uh, old Milwaukee guy. Yeah, uh, he, he likes to joke about old Milwaukee, and he likes to drink IPA. So. I see. Yeah, so we were talking with Will a little bit. Uh, sorry, with Lee a little bit, uh, thinking we, we might get a little access to Will on the show here. Uh, it, it didn't. It didn't happen. But we were all prepared because the rumor is that he offered for free to produce some old Milwaukee commercials, and they took him up on it. Yep, and. Uh, <laughs> There's a couple of them on YouTube. You got one there, uh, Moscow, we could listen to? Yep. Pot it up. Uh, there you so, go. When I'm not too busy being a big-time Hollywood phony, I like to come out here to Davenport, sit on my favorite log, and crack open a ice-cold old Milwaukee. Something I do. Well, truth be told, I've never been to Davenport. This is my <laughs> first time, but it's something I want to do, you know? I mean, it looks like something it'd be fun to do. Come out here and sit on a log and drink old Milwaukee. That's good. The best one, is, there's no audio to it, even, but barely any. It's it's really great. Just look up the old Milwaukee commercial. It's Will walking through a field of golden wheat, or golden barley. Yeah. For, with an old Milwaukee in his hand. For the Super Bowl. And he just keeps walking toward the camera and, and walking toward the camera. And by the time he hits his mark so he can speak to us, that. The time's up. And it, just, it gets cut off like right in. You hear one consonant come out of his mouth. Yeah, and yeah, Super Bowl commercials are very expensive. Right, <laughs> right. You know. Well, how do you turn down uh, a, a super mega star like Will Will Ferrell to say, "Oh no, we don't need he, you to do commercials." Even if he's messing with you, you right. still say yes. Yeah, you know. Well, and we did say yes. If you're, <laughs> I think you're talking about what we did here at Blind Lady, aren't you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Big down. Ew, like old Milwaukee, our batch size similar. <laughs> right. Is we we often get you guys confused. It's just you know, <laughs> yeah. Process is the same. We use the same. We use the same ingredients. You know. Yeah, pretty much. Lee, what kind of yeast are you using that uh, in your beers? Uh, it's usually I'm pretty pretty tight with the White Labs guys. Just haven't done a bunch of consulting up there sure. uh, for them and some of their growth and expansion mm-hmm. and. Um, if I if I'm buying yeast, I'm definitely uh, buying it from them because they're they're close by. They have a killer selection and uh, and they're nice, reliable yeast. And I can also just drive there and get it in about ten minutes. Uh, awesome resource, possibly what has certainly helped make San Diego one of the best brewing cities on the planet. Yeah, having my labs right there, and 
But I actually, Chris is probably going to be like, hey, man, what the fuck? But I, I actually borrow yeast from um, my, my fellow brewers pretty often. I just kind of say, hey, man, here's what I'm looking for. And uh, yeah. do you have some of this handy? And somebody does. And usually there's like a couple beers involved while I'm getting the yeast. And <laughs> it's, a, right. it's a social trip. Huh? <laughs> uh, you're still doing small enough batches, I guess, that a, a nice healthy pitch from a friend, a friendly brewer is, is the way to go. Yeah, it's pretty easy. And, yeah. and San Diego's got a lot of friendly brewers. So it's, and uh, a lot of, you know, really good, reliable beer. I think it, a, a word of advice would be like borrow, borrow yeast from people who you, uh, really like drinking their beers and you know they're clean and, and delicious right you know you're not doing yourself any favors <laughs> that is a <laughs> that is a good pro tip right there be selective yeah. with your friends well i don't know that beer didn't turn out real well but I, let me get the yeast from it anyway i'm sure it'll be fine <laughs> in my beer i can fix it well because we've all got really good friends they're yeah. nice people sure maybe their beer just isn't all that great <laughs> right <laughs> you know yeah and then you know there's it's it's uh okay yeah it's free <laughs> But if it's free and not super reliable, it's totally not worth it, you know? So, right. Like, right. great. Thanks for fucking up, um, I don't know, a couple weeks of my life. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> and the rest of the beer wasn't free, so you're still spending money one way or another. Right. If you're throwing so, it down the drain. But, yeah, like those, uh, the White Labs do some good yeast, and uh, there's a ton of varieties and stuff. So, I'm, I'm actually, I, I've, I think I've, I wouldn't say run my course with some of the yeast strains that I'm getting through friends, but uh, I'm also feeling like, oh, my friends aren't using as uh, interesting yeast as I'd like to. So, mm-hmm. Except for maybe the guys at Society. So if you're listening to this Society guys, maybe uh, maybe we could trade a little yeast for something. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> our good buddy Dougie. Yeah, we can help you out. Yeah. Dougie over there. They are good dudes, and uh, they make some nice beer right now. Yeah, Doug has really nice legs too. <laughs> yeah, those nutters. Yeah. He wear the, there's only one person who wears nutters better better than Dougie, and that's Will Ferrell right. in, uh, in that basketball one. Uh, <laughs> hey, you did mention this. I want to make sure that people have the the charity information. You mentioned the pub crawl, and that's this Saturday, December fifteenth, the third annual Will Ferrell Craft Beer Bus. Yep, it's uh, pretty awesome. We're gonna base a bunch of uh, twenty people. Get- and cruise around, drink some beers, and uh, cruise around again, drink some beers, and cruise around again, drink some beers. <laughs> and does Will go on and host this bus with you guys? Yeah, we gave him we gave him this um, kind of like adorned uh, bullhorn. We put stickers all over this thing, and actually, one of one of the things I wrote is kind of this little subtle joke to self. But uh, it, we, one of the original names for the Will Powered IPA was going to be called Boner City IPA. <laughs> Yes. Something, yeah. something I would name an IPA. Yeah. And uh, then it got changed, but that's okay. And so we, he has the Boner City Bullhorn that we uh, we give him to basically, <laughs> basically say whatever he wants and yell at people that are on the streets and uh, criticize the style guidelines of certain auto repairmen and what have you. you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> And I can't tell if that would be a nightmare for Will Ferrell or if he actually enjoys the day doing that. You know? I think he enjoys it quite a bit. Uh, here's, here's, I don't know if this turns him on, but this is what I thought was probably the most awesome slash ridiculous juxtaposition of 
how things work when you're Will Ferrell and you can just kind of do whatever the fuck you want. Right. <laughs> she goes up to Blind Lady in the morning and the mayor of San Diego uh, comes and meets him, shakes his hand, has a beer, says, hey, I'm just going to I'm gonna declare today cancer for college day in San Diego. You guys are doing a great thing. And uh, so, you know, that's the mayor. You know, basically, I think it's the mayor basically going for a free beer. Right. <laughs> right. And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to go meet Will Ferrell and hang out. I'm just going to go ahead and declare it cancer for college day, too, because while it, I'm, I'm at it. it. Yeah. The fucking mayor. Because he's the man in San Diego. <laughs> About five hours goes by, and we, we have been cruising around the bus and, and uh, tasting, I don't know. We're drinking pints of beer and what have you. And um, we stop at Livewire. Have some beers at Livewire. Stop at Tiger Tiger. Have some beers there. As we get back to kind of our home base at Blind Lady Alehouse, we uh, we we take a little detour into the neighborhood of the Normal Heights uh, residential section here, and he decides like, "Hey, pull over at that house. I'm going to go see if that dude over there has got any beers in his fridge." <laughs> nice. We, we randomly jump up, and knock on the door of a of a guy, and. Will Ferrell just like, hey man, how you doing? My name's Will. And uh, what's your name? And you know, kind of does a little like on the spot quick interview with the whoever opened the door. And it's like, look, hey, we're kind of thirsty. Um, there's about 120 of us. How many beers do you have in your fridge? You know. <laughs> so then he grabs a few beers, and next thing you know, we're like come across a seven year old kid in an alley in the dirt, and we're just drinking beers with Will Ferrell in the dirt in an alley, and Hours ago, we were hanging out with the mayor. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> full like, circle. I wonder how it'd be to to hang out with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Bill Murray. Because <laughs> Bill Murray does the same exact kind of nonsense. Like he's known for crashing parties. They would just they would out creep each other all day. <laughs> you an official here? Because you have officially given me a boner. <laughs> yeah. It's just spend the whole day out creeping each other. Oh, man. I would love that. Or they'd be completely normal. They would just balance <laughs> each other out and go, yeah, well, you know, I really think the stock market is on a rebound right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, is there room left on the bus for anybody? Uh, there isn't now, but uh, if you if you kind of uh, like what Cancer for College is doing and uh, and can support them, that would be awesome. And they will probably send you an invitation if you're a regular kind of contributor supporter, just to, to give you the early access to some of the tickets. So yeah. as at Blind Lady, we really don't have access to too many tickets sure. because uh, they, they want to stoke out their, uh, their their heavy hitter contributors. Okay. Well, but, um, you know, we are press. I don't know if you knew that or not. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We already have a very big event happening in downtown Martinez that, J- that day, JP. Oh, we do? Where we are the celebrities. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the the clean up the streets of yeah, Martinez. I was going to say, yeah, and by celebrities, he means we have to pick up off everybody's crap. Yeah, we're, we'll be wiping up the <laughs> And puke. get molested by the Martians. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Downtown Martinez, or is that just the where the stoplight is? Lee, how dare you! <laughs> it's actually a stop sign. Stop sign. There yeah. are no lights in downtown Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once the sun goes down, it's it's all it's all or nothing. I'll have you know, this was once the home of a famous frontiersman, <laughs> George Martinez. <laughs> right, John Muir. <laughs> oh, JP. Oh, well then, why is there that bronze statue of a guy selling a pack of oranges on the corner? That's George Martinez. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I yeah. thought Joe DiMaggio was yeah, from. Uh, Joe DiMaggio too. Was from Martinez. Yeah. 
I don't know. Until, I don't so know. is the martini. And I'm not kidding. It really is. That's true. Well, that's a point of contention. Yeah, that's oh, really? right. It is one no. of Come the on, let's hang on to that. Mart- Come on. It's, it's all, it's we, all have. we got. Come God on. Damn it. You know, it's not real when there's a plaque on the corner of an auto parts store <laughs> that, you know, declaring the Marti- Martina is the home of the martini. <laughs> you, you can read the plaque and then get your oil filter. Yeah. That's so, great. Hey, hey Lee. Uh, well, you- yeah, and I guess John Muir lived here, too. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, I wasn't listening. Sorry. Hey, Lee, the, uh, you've heard of this beer, Arrogant Bastard, right? Uh, yep. Uh, you know, I, I'm like an, kind of an amateur homebrew here, and I'm trying to, like, make that beer. What do you think the specialty malts, malts are in that beer? Well, you know, it's hard to recall. You fucker. Mitch <laughs> <laughs> still got a hold of you already, huh? Hard okay. to recall. <laughs> All right, never mind. Actually, I, I can say that um, uh, within the about 1,000 different uh, homebrew incarnation beasts <laughs> to clone it, some of those are pretty close. So, so what does that do for me? Lee, we've, Which one is? We've tried to, we have a show on the Brewery Network called Can You Brew It? And we've tried to clone it four times. And by the way, Mitch comes on the show. Four times he's done it. And helps us. He's given us a recipe for every other stone beer we want. But as you know, that's their top secret one. And, he, and uh, every year at the National Homebrewers Conference, we bring him our newest version. <laughs> <laughs> and, and every year he says, huh, it's pretty darn close. But, but that's all he'll do. <laughs> so, actually, if I can nerd out on some of the, I don't know what the, the technical side of it. I think that that's the best you're going to get is pretty darn close. And there's no within a recipe. There's all of the process, and yeah. sometimes people are like, "Hey, right. I, I, I kind of as a consultant, I've kind of made it a point to say I, I will not make." Uh, your beer recipes for you, but I do really want to consult on the process and how you how you can take whatever beer you want to make and not fuck it up between mm. right. concept and bottling and filtering and everything else. And the process is really really important on what the recipe is. And I don't know how many people kind of I don't know, factor that in, but it's huge and it's pretty much what makes the difference between. You taking the exact same ingredients. You could probably take the wort. You could probably take the the chilled wort from stone, and you would still get pretty darn close. You know, you can't take that stuff home on your scale with your temperature control and your fermenters. And it's going to come out perfectly the same. You know. Yeah. That makes a good point. Well, that's what I was saying all along. Is even if I did clone the beer, it could be a somewhat different recipe, but based on my equipment and process. I came up with a beer that tasted like uh, Arrogant Bastard. Exactly. So I wouldn't have the recipe. I would just have the process. Well, what am I? I can't share the process. So it's all about the recipe. So yeah. And that's you. Know, we we learn. Go ahead. I think we're well, lo- I think we're losing Lee. When we move, so now the lost and we moved into a bigger brewery. You know. We changed a ton of the process. We had to do entirely different brew house. And within that different brew house, like things changed on us, even though we kind of felt like we kind of knew what we were doing. We also knew that there's no way we can know what we're doing until we brew, yeah. you know, at least a few batches of beer on the yeah. system. So. That's the process, yeah. Well, let me yeah. just uh, recap that real quickly. You were, you were cutting out a little bit. But when you moved the, the brew house up to Escondido, you said you had to change a whole bunch of things. You were making some different beer. You had to change the process to get it right again. Is that basically what you said there? Yeah. And, okay. and like the, the 
baseline process kind of stayed the same. We wanted to keep it, you know, we wanted to wind up with the same beer, but the efficiencies of the system changed so much that we had to really alter. You know, if you just gave somebody like the, use this many pounds of this and this many pounds of that, that does not translate at all. It didn't translate. Like we, we, we changed dramatically how, how we used the ingredients for the same batch. So the process has a lot to do with it. And I think you're right, Tasty. I think that you're saying if you just use a completely different ingredients or in different quantities and you come up with the same tasting beer, that's pretty much what it's about. It's like, that's what you have to do to get to that character on your system. It's going to be different than anyone else's. All right, Lee. I'm sorry we don't have more time. We got another interview to do today, too. But hey, listen, if you ever make it up to the Bay Area and got a little time, we'd love to have yeah. you in the studio and talk more beer with you, man. We've only scratched the surface. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be on. And uh, good talking with you guys. I'm stoked. I just finally discovered Brewing Network, and uh, I'm going to be on, on this shit all the time now. So Awesome. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually good. do some good stuff. So check it out, and hopefully you'll learn something. We're, we're your new uh, virtual consultant, Lee. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Today and I was like, hell yeah, that guy's awesome. I like that guy a lot. So awesome, very nice. Yeah. Good luck with uh, Willpower IPA and uh, Cancer for College. Uh, you owe us a, a Will Ferrell interview with, that we'll be cashing in at some point in the future. Guys, <laughs> appreciate it. Thanks, Lee. Take care, buddy. Hi, Lee. There you go. Lee Chase, everybody. You can check him out uh, over at blindlady.blogspot.com uh, or automaticbrewingco.blogspot.com. Those, that's the brewery uh, portion of it. And Lee's a good dude. We did just uh, uh, kind of scratch the surface. Uh, if we had him in here with some beers in front of us, I uh, have a feeling that he'd be a great guy to walk us through uh, troubleshooting of beers. And it sounds like a, a big process dude be able to help us out with that, too. All right, we got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, Adam Carolla, uh, one of my longtime broadcasting idols, is going to be on the program. We're going to talk about Mangria. We're going to drink us some Mangria. Yes. And uh, see what's happening with uh, Adam Carolla. Unless we get celebrities stood up twice in the same program. <laughs> I'm Ma- looking forward to get man inside of me. <laughs> Moscow, what do you think the chances are two celebrity stand-ups in one night? Uh, after that Skype call and that stupid slow-mo, uh, 110%. <laughs> Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Publications is thrilled to announce the release of For the Love of Hops, a practical guide to aroma, bitterness, and the culture of hops by Stan Hieronymus. For the Love of Hops is a resource for brewers of all experience levels. It explains the nature of hops, their origins, and how brewers can really maximize their positive attributes throughout the brewing process. Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says, This book is an amazing compendium on the hop, written at a level of detail that will captivate historians, chemists, and brewers alike. For the Love of Hops is available now from Brewers Publications at brewerspublications.com. Order your copy today and wrap yourself in the binds of bitterness with everyone's favorite brewing ingredient, the love of hops. 
What was Al Capone's official profession? Ooh. I know, I know. Your next homebrew club meeting, beer tasting, or weekly hangout just got a lot more fun with a brand new pub trivia board game from University Games. In the new pub trivia, teams of 2 to 10 can go up against 1,000 new questions in five different categories. No drinking required so everyone can play pub trivia. Sports, science, history, entertainment. There's something for all trivia lovers in the new pub trivia board game. You can find pub trivia at your local Walmart store or online at rugame.com. That's rugame.com. Bring home everyone's favorite bar quiz game tonight with a brand new pub trivia board game from University Games online at rugame.com. Okay, okay, what is Madonna's last name? Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about my favorite heretic beer, Shallow Grave Porter. I love the rich, malty character of this beer. While full and rich, Shallow Grave has an easy-drinking finish that isn't too sweet. I have always loved my homebrew porter recipe, so when it's time to brew Heretic Shallow Grave, I started with that in mind, but I tweaked it with all my latest recipe ideas. Just like in homebrewing, I made sure we used only the finest malts, malts that would produce the ideal flavor for this beer. We used select British malts to get the rich chocolate and caramel flavors, and we spared no expense. The result is a beer as dark as a moonless night, with hints of vanilla, coffee, and chocolate, perfect for a cool evening out in the woods. Cheers. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but the cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that Brew Builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. 
what's funny is Bruce will say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer. (laughs) (laughs) The home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session.
tuned into this session. Because life's too short to listen to crappy radio. Welcome back to the program, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us through the break. Also, thanks to Lee Chase for hanging out with us a little bit, talking about uh, all of his projects. Blind Lady, Ale House, Automatic Brewing, Tiger Tiger. He's a busy brewing man, and uh, we thank him for spending some time on here. And it's nice to see him doing a little uh, will-powered IPA. Yeah, it sounds real good. With uh, Will Ferrell. Oatmeal yeah. IPA. Yeah, it does sound good. All right, with us right now, we've got the great Adam Carolla should be hanging out in the line. Adam, you with us? I am. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you on the program, man. I am a, a longtime fan. Thanks for being with us. Now, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm in my car driving out to uh, the Irvine Improv, so I'm sorry I'm not on a landline. That's okay. That's how we get our celebrities, in between doing other things that are more important. <laughs> so, it's fine. <laughs> If we hear you pull over at a gas station and get asked for five bucks, we know it's just that you're busy, man. <laughs> you know. Yes, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and that you're in Irvine, <laughs> right? What are you on your way? You got a you got a show to do tonight? Yeah, doing a live podcast from uh, from Irvine tonight, uh, and uh, actually tomorrow night, the next night, and then uh, Hollywood Improv. If anyone wants to come out. So what happens at the live, is it just, it's like the regular Adam Carolla show? You just record it in front of a live audience then? Yeah, basically, you know, it's a lot like in radio when they would do live shows. (laughs) There's human beings there and they're not, they're not idiots. And and it's nice because we do it at night, you know, you know, when you do a morning show at Senior Pepe's at uh, 745, it's just, it's not pretty sitting guy doing tequila <laughs> shots right. before 8 a.m. But this is nice. It's a club. It's, you know, we do 90 minutes and uh, set it up just like a podcast. Have a guest. Usually get a stand-up comedian to come in and hang out with us and just do it like a live live podcast. I love it. It's a great idea. And uh, it is a lot like how radio used to be, you know. <laughs> Good. Uh, now, I grew up listening to you, Adam, when you did uh, Love Lines, probably like a lot of your fans. Uh, I was a kid then. Uh, not that I'm trying to age you, but uh, uh, you, well, you You guys will be happy to know that uh, Dr. Drew and I are reuniting and uh, doing a podcast together. So a lot of the old Love Lines fans that miss Dr. Drew and myself together can uh, find us once again at adamparola.com or iTunes if they want. Yeah, you know, I love this news, and I just saw it in prepping for uh, the interview today. Um, and, and I'm going to be honest about why why I love it. And, and I would say this to Drew, and I think he would accept my analysis too. And that is that um, the show just hasn't been the same since Adam left. There was something about the chemistry between Adam and Drew. And I'm happy for Drew that he kept doing the show. I think it's an important show for young people to, yeah. get, to have access to a doctor like that. But... I don't know, Scorpion or whoever the hell his guest, his host has been every time. There's always somebody new, and I don't like it. So. I just like hearing the words nocturnal well, emission on the air. Yeah. Listen, you know, without sounding like a douchebag, uh, I, you know, whenever anyone would ask me what the secrets of the success and, the, uh, you know, they'd always want to talk about format, I tell them the secret of the success is me and Drew and our chemistry and the way we work together. That's the success. It's not the format. Right. The format is answering phone calls with every <laughs> single radio show since 
you know, since they were sponsored by you know, Chesterfield and Lucky Strikes. Right. That's that's the format. It's not the format. It's it's who, who who's in the format. Right. And I was good at it, and Drew was good at it, and I worked well with him, and I understood how he worked, and we had a good chemistry. And I tried to explain to people, when I leave, you're not going to just duplicate this. It's impossible. <laughs> right. It doesn't come along that often. But look, you know, um, it's like you take the man show. The man show was laid out formatically. We had the juggy dance squad girls. We had the chicks on trampoline. All great stuff. All, all great stuff. Yeah, we had all the bits that we did. It was all laid out. It was a perfectly laid out template. And then Jimmy and I left and two other people came in. And by the way, the producer, Stone Stanley, finally got a chance to actually get their hands on the show and do some top-notch producing. <laughs> and that's what you got. Right. So... Is it the is it the format? No, it's the individuals, and of course, Loveline is not going to be what it was when I leave because I'm me. Right. <laughs> but you're right, and it is and it is the chemistry between two people, and that's been going on uh, in entertainment throughout history. Uh, it, it's how sure. the two people uh, interact, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's always that way, and then it's also ability, too. Like, you know, let's face it, whoever, they're not going to find somebody who can do what I do. They're, not, they're just not going to find them. No. I hate to sound like a douche, but... <laughs> What I do is something that most people can't do, and you're not, you can't expect to find that. You know, when I left, or when I was leaving, they were like, we went young, we went Latino, we went fast on their feet, and I said, well, good luck to you. <laughs> I don't know any 22-year-old super funny Mexican guys who are fast on their feet, but enjoy. Ever. Enjoy that search. Right. As soon as you find them, you probably will have a winner. Right. Right. Yes, I can guarantee you're not. Uh, by the way, when I left Loveline, I was the only one who knew it wasn't going to work as well as it did with me. Mm. Now, the program director was glad to see the guy who talked too much leave. <laughs> <laughs> right. They were convinced that you were the douche of the show. Right. Yeah. I hear that a lot about so, radio. Yeah. Is is that uh, a lot of program directors and, and and management? They don't understand how to market the talent. Yeah, how do they, they don't keep get it? their jobs? I don't understand. They don't. They don't. They don't understand talent. They understand formats. Right. They work with formats. They don't work with talent. So that kind of brings me to you know, after some time doing television and some other things, you did come back to radio. In fact, we were on the same format as you. We were on Free FM for a few years. Uh, they dicked us around the same way with everybody else, moving time slots, changing formats, firing program directors who didn't get it in the first place. Um, but you did go back to FM radio. You try. You did morning radio for a while. Um, obviously, with some some shoes to fill. Everybody knows it was after Stern left. Um, are you happier now that you don't have to deal with the terrestrial bullshit and you're just a podcast? Well, I I am because I'm I I'm profitable. I don't know how right. it would feel if I wasn't profitable. And yeah, I went straight from Loveline to Loveline to uh, Morning. I, I didn't take. You know, I, I that's basically why I stopped doing Loveline. Okay, was to uh, go do the morning. 
And, uh, no, I, I, I don't have any desire to go back to terrestrial radio or any other form of radio. On the other hand, you know, there's always a price that will uh, get me out of bed in the morning and <laughs> get me over there. So anyone's listening and has a checkbook. But, right. uh, no, I, I turned down a multi-year, multi-million dollar radio deal. Uh, a couple of years ago because I felt pretty strongly about what I was doing in the podcast world and um, so far I've been happy with that decision. Are you ever embarrassed about... Now, obviously, we're a podcast over here, too, and I get asked all the time um, from people of a much lesser status than you and the celebrities you might know, uh, you know oh, you, you guys do radio. Where is that at? Oh, well, you know, it's on the Internet. Oh, oh, it's on the Internet. Okay, yeah. And it's a little dismissive. Uh, do you still find that happening? Well, you know, it's weird. There's people that have heard of it and, and understand it and, and, and people that don't and won't. Um, for me, being, you know, a, a, a big fish in a small pond, being sort of, you know, the... the being recognized as one of the few successful podcasts kind of makes you, you know, it makes you a, a hot blonde in a small school with fat check. <laughs> right. I don't know if you're going to win Miss America or anything, but you'll definitely have your dance cards filled on, on a Friday night. So <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's kind of cool. You know, for me, I don't get that so much because, I get to be the one that broke out. Like I, you know, so people that don't know anything about podcasting go, oh, I hear your one is doing real good though. Like I don't know how this works. <laughs> what does get, what, what, what is frustrating for me, I live in Los Angeles and I run into a lot of people and they go like, man, I love your, I loved your morning show, man. I'm such a huge fan of your morning show. I miss it so much. You know, I wish you would bring it back. And I go, Go to AaronCrollo.com or go to iTunes. You can have it every day for free. Right. And I go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a computer person. <laughs> I go, listen, you miss my show so much. You you know, you got you through your commute. I'm telling you, just go to AdamCorolla.com or iTunes and click on it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not really one of those mouse guys. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, first off, how big a fan are you? Right. Secondly, you can't navigate iTunes. There's pictures. Well, and you third, click on pictures. Third of all, what do you do for a living that you can't function a computer to find something on the internet? Or have you're, you ever used a cell phone in your life? Right, yeah. Yes, that you're allegedly in love with and miss terribly. And by the way, I could. I'm sure you watch 26 hours of porn on that computer every week. So I'm sure you, you can. I'm sure you know your way around it. I can figure out the porn, okay? That's yeah. easy. That's, yeah. not, that's not a terrible comparison. Well, maybe that's the way yeah, to get... I, Go ahead. Everyone Adam. turns into a genius when it, when it comes to porn. It's funny. When it comes to porn and the computer, you know, everyone's Bill Gates. <laughs> and then uh, it, it seems like it's like junkies with drugs. Like, they can't hold a job down, but they can support a $200 a day habit. Right. Oh, they'll figure all that out. That's all right. <laughs> There's a lot of little kids with sneakers to steal, you know? <laughs> sure. 
You're doing more than uh, the Adam Carolla Show and even more than the Adam and Drew Show over on the Ace Network. You can go to adamcarolla.com, by the way, and check it out. All this uh, information that we're talking about is available there. Plus, you get some video highlights of other interviews with Adam and all the podcasts. But uh, you're also, now you come from originally a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a construction uh, background before broadcasting. And, and well, yeah, my, not my family, but me, yeah. You, you personally, right. And so now you're doing yeah. a Ace on, on Home Improvement Show? I do a home improvement show uh, called Ace on the House. I do uh, CarCast, an uh, automotive show, because that's uh, another sort of hobby passion of mine. Right. And uh, I got a little product called Mangria, uh-huh. which is uh, taking the nation by storm. <laughs> taking this studio by storm right now too. Yeah, taking my oh, you tried storm. it. We got it in front of us right yep. now. I'm about to take oh, my first good. sip. It's been on ice while we've been blabbing. Uh, yeah, ice is nice, and uh, the, sometimes the lady folk like to d- give it a little shot of Seven Up or orange juice. But for the fellas, ice is usually uh, usually enough. Yeah, uh, I had some they, earlier. Did you uh, did you did you did you cut it? Did you step on it with anything? I would have, you know. I think if cutting it a little bit might have made it a little yeah. more my style. But right, she made a face. I, I did make a face, but let me tell you, if I'm looking to get drunk, that's the way to do it. I would have cut it, but I don't have any I baby I laxative. I'll, I'll tell you this: uh, take take a couple of sips of it. I mean, if you take your first sip, you'll realize it's 21 percent alcohol. That's uh, um, it is hot. It has the alcohol but, heat to it, but yeah. only for the first couple of sips. He's right. Um, but by your third sip, you you won't taste the alcohol nearly nearly as much. It's true. That's how I like my drinks. You, <laughs> yeah. Once you burnt your uh, burnt your palate, it starts to taste palatable. Then it's fine. So Adam, right. are you joining us in this too? Yeah, while he's driving. Yeah, he's, <laughs> if he's passing through Santa Ana, almost Irvine, he's probably okay. Yeah. You could crack one bottle yeah. man- of Mangria. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I just, I actually just pulled into uh, Irvine, and uh, I will, uh, I will be partaking uh, in a nice glass when I go up, uh, go up on stage. There you go. Now, can you look manly with ice in a, in your drink, in your wine? It's a good yeah, question. You can do it. Uh, you do it in a uh, in a rocks glass, and, uh, uh, like right. a low ball or do something. It, do it, yeah, do it a low ball with uh, some ice in there, and you'll be. In pretty good shape. Tell me the impetus behind Mangria. How did this come about? Uh, sitting around my kitchen, you know, splash of red wine left in the bottle, not wanting to get dressed and go back down the hill and go buy more booze, you know, <laughs> wanting to catch the buzz, basically being an alcoholic, you know, just <laughs> dumping a little vodka in with my red wine and then realizing it kind of tasted like ass. So I dumped a little orange juice in and stirred it up, and I put a little lemon in, and I put some ice, and I just announced I invented something called Mangria. <laughs> and I just laughed about it. I made batches for, you know, for, you know, Kimmel's Fourth of July party. I'd make a batch of, you know, Mangria right. and bring it with me, and people liked it. You know, it was fun. It was just float, you know, take a lem- take an orange wedge and put it on the side of the glass or squeeze it in, squeeze a little orange juice little orange in there and stuff and people started dumping like you know they dump a little red bull you can dump red bull in there you can dump like i said seven up uh, you can dump a little seltzer water whatever you want and it's, it's my wife actually does grape sparkling martinelli oh, wow and, and just 
just a taste, just like eggs, literally just like a teaspoon of it on top, just smooths it right out. But I was just having fun with it, and uh, I had a winemaker out of Napa say, hey, I can make you this stuff. Like, this guy's a scientist, and he makes wine, and he says, I'll, I'll make this for you. Wow. And you design the label, I'll make it. And, you know, that was 25,000 bottles ago. We've shipped 25,000 wow. bottles of this stuff in a couple of months. That's amazing. So people are digging it. You know, it's because you're a... You're the man brand, Corolla. You got the man brand. You can put man in front of almost anything, like a show or a bottle of wine, and uh, we're all going to buy it. That's what happens. Well, I'm hoping, you know, I'm, I, you know the good news, I, the thing I've realized, you know, whether, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a podcast or whether it's a bottle of Mangria, you can get anyone to sample anything. You know, they'll <laughs> yeah. try it. They'll try the Mangria. They'll, they'll, they'll buy the first book. They'll check out the podcast. But if it's not there, it's not there, you know. Right. Right. And obviously, if you want to sell, a, you know, a few thousand cases of this stuff, you got to get them to buy a second bottle. You know, you got to get them to listen to the podcast and say to a friend, hey, you got to check this out rather than don't bother. Right. And you've got to get them to taste Mangria and then buy a bottle for their father-in-law because they know they're going to dig it. You're you know right. What I mean? yep. so if, you try to, if, you, if you try to burn people short term, like I'm going to give them some bullshit that, you know, I'll make a few bucks off of, but it's not it's, you know, kind of a novelty item. There's no word of mouth on that. Right. Absolutely, you have to fulfill the dream. Yeah, like that Michael, like uh, Michael Jordan cologne. <laughs> yeah, where did right. that go? Yeah, <laughs> exactly what I exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, so the, the thing about like Mangria is like I really took my time with it, and I work with a winemaker who's you know very serious about it. And as you can see from the cork and the bottle and the quality of the product, it's not a BS product. It's not a novelty product. Right. You didn't go the box wine route. You know, right, you, right. You, you needed real glass and cork for this. Although there is a renaissance of glass wine or uh, box wine, box wine and uh, screw cap wine. So that might have been that might have been a good way to go. Well. You have your own handle for your half liter. <laughs> That'll be Mangria. Right. That'll be oh, Mangria Ghetto. Yeah, in like twenty years when Corolla's just on his I'll deathbed, he's like, "Look, I need, I need, uh, I need money for burial. Let's go. Let's get box wine Mangria out there." <laughs> you're, you're putting Corolla on his deathbed in twenty years. Well, you know, twenty years. He's an alcoholic. Okay, yeah, shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I gotta go do this live show in about four minutes. All, All right. right, tell us where people can buy Mangria. They can go to buymangria.com. There we go. There go. Make Looking it easy, easy man. That's it. Adam's a professional. Check it out. Adam's always Thank been a you guys genius. For the support. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Thanks for being on the show. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Good luck tonight, buddy. Thank you, guys. Take care. Take care, All right, man. There you go. Adam Carolla, Mangria. You can go to buymangria.com <laughs> because uh, he knows that we're a bunch of dummies and you got to make it easy. Yeah. We should have listen to the BN.com. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, where did I listen to the BN? Well, guess what? How do you find it? Yeah. Find the BN. Oh, you got to turn on your computer. You have to open up iTunes. <laughs> but wait for it all to finish boating up because, you know, if yeah. you don't have internet connection, it's not going to work. You have to click two buttons. Uh, all right. Uh, well, that was a treat, Moscow. Thanks for getting uh, Corolla on the program today. Yep. One celebrity out of two. Not too shabby. Right. He was right, though. After the third drink, you'd taste a lot less uh, boozy yeah. and uh, yeah. more orangey. Right. Definitely taste the citrus. <laughs> I still didn't vodka? enjoy it, but um, 
<laughs> but that doesn't mean it's somebody else might not. Well, the it, thing is, I, I honestly, I'm being honest here. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. I don't drink liquor in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I'll drink a little bit of wine, but it, it, wine's not even 20%, right? We're talking 12 No, it's like here. 14. So you, you get up above that, and I don't like that alcohol flavor in almost anything. Yeah. Short of that flavor being in here, I'm not picking out anything else wrong with it. It tastes like a cocktail. It tastes like a nice cocktail, but I just don't drink cocktails. It tastes like a, like a little oxidized wine, like it a little does. raisiny. Um, and but I think the benefit of putting it on ice is that as the ice melts, it'll cut it, so it's you it. don't. It's not as strong tasting, right? I yeah. like to taste it right out of Mix the bottle. Mix that with some Seven Up, though. Hell yeah! I will be a happy girl. Yeah. Word. <laughs> I will be knocked up. W U R D. Word. Umlaut. <laughs> right. Be a good first date. And I guess at twenty one percent, yeah. Couple so a glasses. panty dropper, yeah, for sure. I'm ready to drive. I'll tell you that right now. I'm ready to just speed on the freeway right now. <laughs> just get right out. <laughs> get that half a bottle of Mangria, take it with you. Yeah. On the freeway. You can keep it. No, on the freeway. Bring it home. All right, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. Oh, we come back, we got to wrap up our Twitter game and a few other things. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters. Brewing Network. Where can you still find 795 Nationwide Shipping, a friendly, knowledgeable staff, and all of the stuff to brew for less? Homebrew Stuff. (laughs) Isn't the homebrew stuff a sexual maneuver? Homebrew Stuff is the largest homebrew supplier in the Northwest and can be found in Garden City, Idaho, and online at homebrewstuff.com. Equipment and ingredients for brewing beer and wine, soda and liquors, books, instructional DVDs, beginner kits, and a great selection of grain and hops. Homebrew Stuff also has dozens of free videos online to help make brewing easy. Visit homebrewstuff.com now for the best prices with their match or beat guarantee. BN Army members can take 10% off their first order with the coupon code BNARMY. Kegs, regulators, faucets, towers, carboys, conicals, barrels, you name it. Get your homebrew stuff for less at homebrewstuff.com. Homebrew stuff, (laughs) not a sexual maneuver. Just the best prices and great service on all the stuff you need. Homebrewstuff.com. Putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Tonight is 
the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a fight. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. When Michael Fairbrother started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to California and Australia. In fact, you can now find Moonlight Meadery Meads distributed nationwide. And they ship direct, too. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. Moonlight Meadery. Romance in the glass. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits? $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt. The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have mini clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. 
Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks to Lee Chase and Adam Carolla for being on the show today. Good times talking to both of those dudes. Hopefully we get to talk to Lee some more about beer when he comes up to the base sometime. Yeah, I want to learn more about process. Moscow and I were talking at the break. It's like, dude, that would be a nice guy to talk about your home brewing process and how to refine that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get him up here. <coughs> do it that way. Uh, also, uh, let me mention to you that if you need brewing software, Beersmith will give you a free 21-day trial. Just check it out. You can download Beersmith right now over at Beersmith.com. And you don't have to take our word for it. It's fantastic brewing software. And you get 21 days to check it out. Design great beer. Uh, why calculate by hand when you can do it all on their brewing software right there? And also because I can't calculate by hand, even if you paid me to do it. It would be nearly impossible. Now I know I'm giving you for Christmas. You don't even know what to <laughs> calculate. Yeah. Uh, you can get step-by-step instructions for any recipe. You can build recipes in minutes, match beer styles from around the world, share and compare recipes with brewers, uh, all sorts of different things with the Beersmith uh, software. Just try it, and you'll love it. We uh, forced Doc into it, and now uh, he's a convert. Yep. Uh, uses it all the time. Uh, also, go, you, you can get recipes on the web and on your mobile device. Beersmith Lite is now here for the iPhone, iPad, Android, and Kindle Fire. Uh, share and search thousands of recipes um, at Beersmith Recipes. Recipes.com. Check them out. It's good. Check time. it out. I was using it today, as a matter of fact. You were what? Using it today, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah? You're building a recipe? Building a recipe, yeah. I'm going to do a um, um, kind of like a pale blonde yeah. ale with uh, semi gruet. So I got some. Uh, the hell happened to you? And, well, it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too dorky about it, but, uh, you know, brewing this uh, nice, soft, elegant beer. Going to have uh, some heather tips in it. It's going to have some sweet orange peel. It's going to have. Uh, some um, grains of paradise. It's gonna be real good. What the hell happened to it you? Sounds like a really nice beer to serve at a wedding. Bevo's on to something. It's a it's a beer experiment with my friend Matt Stanley and I on a uh, on a metal song, and uh, it's gonna be like a like an evolving uh, step up recipe. So we're gonna take the base beer of this, and we're gonna step it up into something uh, more mid range palate, mm-hmm. and then take that recipe and then step it up into uh, like an old ale kind of thing. I see. I don't know. Just homebrewing, farting around. Sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot of work, mm-hmm. uh, but Beersmith makes it easy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ding. Ding. Too bad we didn't get talk to Will Ferrell, man. Yeah, that was disappointing. I was ready for him. You want to do your stand up for us? <laughs> I could do it. You want to do it now or you want to do it later? We were going to play some rants of mine for Corolla, too, but uh, we got cut off early there. But, uh, we should do feedback right now. I wanted to get graded. We were going to have you get graded by Will Ferrell yeah. uh, with some stand-up comedy. We thought it'd be... Because my opinion was that Will Ferrell would be the best guy for you to do stand-up for. I, I agree. Because even as he would be making fun of your bad jokes, he would also be laughing with you at them. I agree. You know? I definitely agree. He, he so seems like the most kind of the, all of our guests right. uh, with relation to He's also uh, giving an actor. feedback. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He might just be a giant dick. Yeah. All right. <laughs> 
Right. Yeah, well, if this was a comedy club, I'd say let's drink a little bit more before the main act comes on. <laughs> well, that's why there's a two-drink minimum on Amazon. Oh, I see. Right, well, let's get <laughs> right. somebody warming you up first. You want to give us your best one? You want, uh, my best one? Or your worst a teaser. one? I have a bunch. It'll be, it's like a 45-second segment. That's a bunch? <laughs> yeah. Well, because well, a lot of more he liners. He doesn't if, breathe in between them. <laughs> I mean, if it's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if it's only going to take 45 seconds, Thank you very much. let's you need, do you need, it. Do you need a laugh track with that? You, yes. Uh, I I um, do you want to do it now or you want to do no, feedback? No, do it. If it's 45 seconds, do it. Then I'll do feedback. Oh, no. Do a 46. <coughs> do you want me to go through feedback After to feedback, give you time? Do, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Mentally prepare. Feedback's brought to you today by Williams Brewing. You can go to williamsbrewing.com right now and check it out. They're a longtime sponsor of ours and uh, one of the oldest uh, homebrew shops uh, on the West Coast. And they're just a good group of people. Go check them out at williamsbrewing.com. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Our old friend Porter Smith is back. <laughs> you all remember him. He's a very uh, eloquent email writer. Porter says, I hope you and your family have a Merry Christmas. Porter Smith. <laughs> Aww. He can be normal. Uh, well, he's sober, clearly. <laughs> this is the first sober email he's ever yeah. sent in. It's because about two hours after you pop some meds. Right. <laughs> All right, Patrick's, uh, Patrick writes in, Hey guys, I've been brewing for a few years now. I've done well in competitions, uh, score in the mid-30s, and most of my beers, uh, score in 30s on most of my beers, and i got to say, my homebrew sucks. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I enjoy the hell out of brewing, and I drink all the stuff I make, but I'll take a commercial beer over mine every day of the week. This isn't just my homebrew. The ones I've tasted from other amateurs aren't good either. I've come to the realization that JP is right. I think people like their beer because they made it. And that's okay. That's fine. But he says, I have a question about this. Why does all homebrew taste homebrewy? And also, could I make it as a pro brewer if my homebrew isn't as good as current <laughs> uh, current commercially available beers? Would a system change make my beer better? That's from Patrick. Uh, well, that's an interesting question. Tasty. Um, could, could he? Ma- Why does all homebrew taste homebrewy? Not all of it. A, a lot of it does, right? Yeah. yeah we'll give you that. Uh, what it's, is it's all about the fermentation. What, yeah, it's what not do you the think homebrew means? Not the recipe. Means. It's not the, it's the uh, fermentation. Oh, it can be over malty. It can be... Uh, under attenuated is really typical. Under, yeah. under attenuated is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, under pitch. Uh, cloudy is yeah. not just cloudy, not just the way it looks, mm. but it, that does mess you up. But, but flavory. Uh, well, well, you get more of that weird mouthfeel that's uh, too thick. And or you get that yeast bite because it's just not settled out enough. Yeah, uh, where a lot of home, a lot of uh, commercial guys are, are uh, filtering. So if you're a home brewer and you're filtering, you're gonna you're gonna take some of that home brewiness out of it. Too. Okay, all right. A lot of home brewers are, are getting all their IBUs from the first editions, whereas commercially they've already figured it out that you only want to get a, bit, a vast majority, or at least I guess about half of your IBUs in the last twenty minutes. Okay. A lot of homebrewers, you know, aren't doing that. Aren't doing that. They're like because it's really cheaper to just get it sixty, right? Because you just yeah. save a lot of money. Yeah, oh, yeah. Put all your bidding or because you, know, you have to buy more hops. You're yeah, you to do it at the end. Yeah, do it at the end. Yeah. Or on one side, they're using real high alpha hops that might be, you know, some some harshness to them. Or they use a lot of low alpha hops. Then it gets starts to taste grassy. Right. So you got. Do a few things that way, but I, one of the main things I always see is there's too much yeast still floating around, yeah. or too high, you know, chunks of proteins. Yeah. 
it gives this slickery taste to it and a bit of a harsh bite to it. Yep. Okay. So I think it's safe to say that the second part of his question would a would a system make my uh, commercial system you know make my beer better? Uh, the answer is no. Uh, you I'm need to get your beer. your fermentation practices down, and then of course, yeah, being able to filter. But, I guess but I've had head. a lot of commercial beers. Commercial beers are smaller places that just uh, it's process. I mean, that's proof. It's, it's process, and it's, so it's not just their equipment because they've got you know not a huge system, but. Uh, mediocre too. Okay. All right, let's go on. Uh, Rusty Nails from Alaska writes in, I just brewed my first sour beer and used an oak peg in the carboy to allow some oxygen in to get some sourness. Two days later, the bugs were screwing like monkeys and the peg swelled and plugged the carboy. Kaboom! Damn fermenter exploded in my closet. Glass and six gallons of sour beer everywhere. And, of course, the wife's previously white wedding dress was the first casualty. Ooh. Hey, you know, you can explain that to your second wife. I would like to hear your guys' tips and trips, uh, tricks on this stupid oak peg method or a better method. That's from Rusty Nails. Uh, what is the oak peg method in a carboy? I don't even know this method. Yeah, use it as a stopper because it, it'll breathe, right? It's wood. Yeah. But I guess it swelled up and clogged up. So you have the regular rubber stopper with no, a hole in it? No, and you no, put no. A, the, you use a wood peg. Like it's oh, the whole tapered. the peg is the whole stopper. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh. But, but that's exactly why you don't, because it, it'll breathe, but it's micro-ox. It's, it's like nothing. Well, also... Yeah, you it, say it's yeah. not enough to let off the pressure. It's, that's probably right. not what broke it. Well, uh, it, the, the peg caused actually a seal that got moist. It, right. it swelled. It caused a seal. Yeah. Right, was, the, it, pressure the pressure broke. Yeah. Broke. JP's it. got it. It's something you right. do in the tertiary or secondary, <laughs> right? Not I see. in the primary. You don't do it in primary, yeah, or in a barrel. And even then, when you're fermenting in barrels, they don't use solid oak. They have rubber stoppers that'll pop out. Uh, you know, and, and uh, oh, any sign of pressure, so you don't blow a barrel. And right. you store like your wedding dress valve. in a garment bag. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing. Well, he's from Alaska. Uh-oh. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know. Because they got to use that. Yeah. He probably used the garment bag to like uh, line his house for the winter. Okay, so the tips and tricks are don't use the <laughs> don't wooden do peg. Yeah. If you want oxygen, you know, keep it in an airlock and just keep it keep the airlock full or use a oh. silicone stopper with a uh, more beer ha- yeah. has them they're they're breathable silicone stoppers that have a little flap at the top so if there is pressure, it'll burp and let it out. Just put some foil over it. Put some foil over it's it. Cuz the bacteria going in, so you got a positive pressure all the uh, it's coming out. Yeah. Just put some foil over it. It's not It's not going to get it any other way. Okay. Grant writes in, um, <laughs> I don't like beer pretty much at all. Uh, however, thanks to the BN, I've tried dozens of craft beers and can school all of my beer-drinking friends on general beer knowledge. I'm a big fan of the process, science, and art that goes into brewing and plan on brewing my first batch this month. I found that the BN uh, is among the friendliest communities on the Internet and information source that's second to nobody. Uh, he's got a weird story here. As an amateur MMA fighter, uh, eyeing making the jump to professional, my wife and I separated, at which point I stopped training and became the world's biggest consumer of ice cream. <laughs> Second to be <Beavis. laughs> Rude. But true. Says, uh, I don't need ice cream. There are no okay. words for the awfulness and unpleasantness that fills a person when everything they know slips away. <laughs> Listen to more slip. <laughs> Man, this is getting dark. 
completely alone and back in my parents' basement. BN Podcast provided entertainment in a sense that I was I wasn't sitting in a dark room alone. <laughs> except I was. Except, except you were in the basement. Except you weren't in a room. You were in a basement. Yeah. Uh, in, basement. in short, the collection of podcasts on your site got me through a tough time and prevented me from going completely off the deep end. I know you're just a radio show about dick jokes and beer, but that's exactly what I needed not to feel like offing myself. Oh, Lord. Hey, we saved somebody. Yeah. As well, of today, I'm back in the gym and planning to return to the ring. Uh, it's a long journey, but thanks to the BN, at least I have plenty of dick jokes to keep me entertained. Uh, I guess he's documenting his journey on a weekly basis through video. Um, And when I return to active competition, unless you object, plan on wearing a BN t-shirt in the cage. Yeah. I like that. That's pretty badass. I think that'll be rad. They don't wear t-shirts when they wrestle, do they? When they walk in. Oh, they come in. That's right. I don't know, though. Or we'll see. You. I think it's pretty rad for a, a guy who doesn't drink beer at all. Yeah, how did it even well, find it? It's so confounding. To be yeah. such a fan. Why do you seek out a, a beer podcast and download it in the first place? Right. So, well, it sounds like his his uh, his friends are beer drinkers, so they probably listen, and he probably listens because they listen. And mm. uh, he tries beer, but he doesn't like it. But he he listens to us so much so that we prevented him from opening a vein. Well, but he said he he schools all his beer drinking friends, which uh, leads me to yeah. believe they're not. They're just casual. They drink Black Butte, you know. Right. I just I don't get it. I think yeah. you're right. It is strange. Uh, Grant, uh, you're going to have to fill us in about how you even found yeah, us in the first more. place. Yeah. Um, anyway, it says, thanks for everything uh, that you do. Uh, hey, man, thanks. I'm glad you didn't off yourself. Uh, all right. Uh, Pete the Dink writes in, Justin and other people. Uh, <laughs> Which is pretty accurate. Flat Tail was one of the best shows yet. Great job. In short, I listen, drink beer, do stupid shit, eat, sleep, and stuff. <laughs> from Pete to Dick. That's pretty much what that show was. <laughs> he d- drank beer. Well, we got, yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, and as usual, the best stuff happened off the air. It did. After the show, uh, those guys were kind of... Uh, they had a good time. They drank twice as much as we did on the show. We we didn't want to base ourselves. They, they were, were drinking full pores. We were like, they know, were incapacitated. Well, they, they were already incapacitated. And then there was yeah. a very telling tweet the next day. Yeah, the tweet was, never, ever eat anything tasty hands you after a night of drinking, <laughs> ever. <laughs> And that's what, that's what put him over the edge. At one point, one of them was out on the corner two hours after the show and did trying to make a, a call for a cab on his wallet. <laughs> he, he was wallet. hammered. They were helpless. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying oh, I to dial taken on to his their wallet. Hotel. But they're party animals, but it was, it was the, they, they it, got party, it was the, the cookie that, that knocked him out. No, Kate and I ended up taking to their hotel because I stayed in here another hour doing the archive. You found him and then I, Kate came to get me because, because I was drinking too. Uh, I walk out there. We get in the car, and one of them comes walking by, you know, talking into his wallet. <laughs> and, uh, and I see him out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, "Dude, what are you doing here? You, you guys left an hour ago, you animal." And uh, you know, one of them was passed out in the truck, and he just had a bag of Fritos and a wallet phone. So I was like, "I can't leave you guys here. Come on, we'll take you down to the hotel." Oh my god! I, I, I saw them off the next day, and they were like sitting in their truck with a with a you know the diesel engine just running. They're eat slow eating breakfast and drinking coffee, and I walk over and I was like, "You guys are such hicks that you have clay pigeons on your dashboard." Wow! You couldn't even clean your truck out all the way from BFE Corvallis. Like, well, what are you gonna do? Drinking coffee, eating a McMuffin or whatever. Like you guys are awesome. That, Enjoy your twenty-hour drive. I was going to say that was one of the longest drives on the planet. I'm sure because oh, uh, I I know how they felt, and uh, yeah, you, you still feel that way, don't you? Right. Do you do have a phone call right now? 
I see that. I have to finish the feedback, though. Okay. Um, I think we have Will Ferrell on the line, but he made us wait, so he can fucking wait. Uh, last one is, um, I don't know his name. I can't pronounce it. Um, Sound it I out. thought it'd be good. Use your letters. No, it's Norwegian or Swede. Swede yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, smart ass. It's got extra letters in it that we don't know. <laughs> oh, they got dots over them. Oh, I think is what yeah. it is. But the Norwegian writes in, uh, Hi, asshats. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate your shows, especially this session. I listen to the BN every day, uh, keeping me entertained whilst walking the dog and making me look like a retard when I start laughing out loud in public. <laughs> uh, I've learned a lot from your shows. Uh, positive, I've become a better brewer. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et I decided it was time I gave something back, so now I've signed up as a private and also bought a T-shirt from your store. Thank you, thanks, buddy. Um, Skull and P.S. Suck something, JP. I like it that it's like uh, it, it's you can't even get suck it right. No, in his just, just suck something. Suck. You suck something. Go suck something. Yeah. He's not Asian. <laughs> yeah, he might be. Apparently you don't know that. A, apparently he's an Only Asian Transylvanian. Go yeah. suck something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, feedback was brought to you today by Williams Brewing. You can go to williamsbrewing.com. Let's see, I, I do believe we have Will Farrell on the line. Will, what's happening? Hey, hey guys. Hey, Will. Hey, uh, hey am I on? Or, uh... Yeah, no, we got you. You're a little past your time slot, but um, we thought we'd make a little room. Hold yeah. on for you. Hey, uh, sorry about that, guys. Hey, hold on a second, okay? Yeah. Ma! Ma! Milo! Get the Milo! Apparently he. I think one of Will's. I think one of Will's balls sucked back up into his body. Yeah. Uh, apparently he. He really gets into his his roles. He's a method actor. I don't know what she. I don't know what she does back there. <laughs> you guys there? Uh, yeah, we're here. Hey, tell us about Will Powered IPA. Well, uh, guys, it's uh, really exciting to. Uh, I don't really know much about it. Uh, I, uh, can I read uh, instead my old Milwaukee ad? Because this is a beer show, right? Yeah. Uh, go for it. Uh, I'm pretty out of breath. <sighs> Hold on, just uh, give me a second. Okay, uh, here goes. Uh, I'm here in Davenport, Iowa, because Davenport is an old Milwaukee kind of town. D for for drinkability. A amber color of the beer. B very amber. E pass pass. N no no no. I, I got E. E it's every man's beer. No no, that's not it. N N it's nice. Uh, P I, I can't. I can't do this. I. I told everyone I could do this. I couldn't do this. I don't know how to do this. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how it goes. So uh, that's kind of... That kinda sounds really great. <laughs> that sounds like a really good ad. All right, well, hey, well you keep up the good work yeah. on Anchorman 2. Hey, thanks. Uh, yeah, that's in post-production right now. And uh, Hey, guys, sorry about that. Uh, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go. I got a baby in my purse. So I gotta <laughs> I take care of it. So I'll uh, talk to you guys later. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the call. Ma! Ma! Milo! There you go. Will Ferrell, everybody. Wow. See? Better late than never. <laughs> That's what I always say. Better late than never. <laughs> Get it? He still never apologized. <laughs> True. You know, Christmas is coming around, is coming up just around the corner, and if it you want to buy that special dildo for that special vagina in your life, uh, go to adamandeve.com, uh, and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off that dildo. Um, plus a free gift, plus free shipping, plus you can pick three free DVDs from genres such as... Anal. POV. <laughs> she took my thing. 
uh, <laughs> you took my anal. Be- uh, bestiality. <laughs> wow, uh, that one might not be there. Right. It's not elite. It's not legal in all fifty states. It's called it's Missouri. It's, it's under fetish. <laughs> Asian. That's under fetish. Anal stretching. That's I'm also not, sure not a, that. No. Stretching. Yeah. Anal stretching? No. I'll give you about two gigs of it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got you covered, buddy. There really are all sorts of great genres. There's something for everybody over at adamandeve.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y. And in all seriousness, uh, why go to that creepy store when you can just do it online? You can even shop from your mobile phone. Just go to adamandeve.com. 50% off one item. Three free DVDs. Extra gift. Free shipping. That store is real creepy. You know, I was just going to say, you don't have to go to that giant bucket of AIDS. Right. Have you uh, been to the one in Ca- in Pacheco here? Uh, Secrets? Is that Secrets? Or, is that that's the, the only one across, I've ever been to. Across it is. The, it's across from the Asian fish store. That yeah, one. that's the one. Yeah, by the Ace Harbor. Huh. No, yeah. Hopefully they don't Do share ventilation. Do you know how big butt cl- plugs come in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, they're so big. There are some large. Uh, so some, some, which, some need it. What size co- did you get? Which coincides with <laughs> anal stretching. What exactly. gauge did you get? Zero. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Big really big. Big. Fucking huge. Yeah, yeah, start up big. I can't yeah, fit that. this entire yeah. booth in my butt. <laughs> yeah, you can. Doc knew that going into it. <laughs> what, her butt or the booth? <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. I haven't even drank tonight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you had, had four sips of mangria. Four sips of mangria. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, you're ready for it. You're ovulating. Let's do this. <laughs> Get the booth in my butt! All right, JP, I believe it's time for a little bit of stand-up oh, comedy. No. Oh, we should have done it while Will was on the phone. Uh, I, I forgot. That's all right. I'll bet he'll call back. He's probably oh, listening. He's a big fan. Do, should I stand up for it, actually? No, I'm not going to stand up for nah, it. Nah, just, just do it. <laughs> just own it. And, uh, all right, here we go. Would you like us to grade you like Will was going to, or are we just, should we just listen? <laughs> well, I feel like you should grade me. Should you grade me after every joke or at the end of the set? Is any of this physical comedy? I think no. I might need to stand up I'm gonna do for the prat- radio. I'm going to do a prat fall down the stairs. <laughs> you, need a drum, you need a drum roller or a lead, some sort of announcement? Or something? I don't think I have any. I, uh, I do want you to announce me. Announce me. I do want you to announce In the red room though. tonight. Okay. Do you have your props what, ready? What about a laugh track? Would you like a laugh track? No. no laugh I want it to come organically, Scott. Um, are you going to grade me after every joke? <laughs> I think I'll wait till the set's over. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Whenever you are. All right, I was just getting ready to introduce you. Right, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the much... Uh, hang on, let me, let me try again. The much maligned. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, after much anticipation and years of bribery and encouragement, please welcome the hottest new comedian to reach the scene... Mr. Jason J.P. Jippy Jippopotamus Petros. What's up, everybody? How you doing? It's great to be here. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. You guys are too kind. Uh, my name is Jason Petros, uh, but most people do call me JP, which I guess is a lot easier than spelling Petros. Uh, recently, yes. researchers found uh, French sperm counts have dropped, which answers the French national question, how soon is too soon to give up? <laughs> The best thing about being poor uh, this this year is knowing exactly what to get everybody for Christmas. And I think I'm just going to start handing out my bill collection notices. My Christmas list will be just, get me out of debt, Mom. Mm-hmm. Get me out of... Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be your worst one. Well, you know who I really one. hate? I hate a lot of things. You know who I really hate? I can't stand it. Hitler. That guy. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. I read a few months ago that uh, Tim Tebow actually patented Tebowing, where he drops to one knee and prays, 
which now severely limits my celebrations. But that's okay. I've invented something that takes its place, and you all might uh, might really like it. It's called Petrosing, which is simply lying on the couch wondering when new movies will be added to Netflix. <laughs> it's a small trend, but I, th- I think it's growing. <laughs> what good. is it about girls and their fascination with fake mustache? Have you seen this? On Facebook, every, all these little girls are, are posting pictures with their fake mustaches. I don't understand why the real ones aren't good enough. <laughs> Rude. I have, a, I have a few pets. I have three cats, none of which give very good advice. It's good to see Pee Wee Herman working again. Uh, I think Pee Wee Herman is a real good character for Paul Rubens. And uh, for uh, Paul Rubens to be drummed out of Hollywood for playing with himself was really retarded. I mean, how come Fred Willard gets a pass, but Pee Wee didn't? Pee Wee is infinitely funnier than Fred Willard. That's just commentary. That's just a commentary like I like to throw in in between my fun. I yeah. don't just drink beer. I like booze and, and, and such, too. My favorite drink right now, I'm going through a phase, is uh, Irish coffee. And I like to sit out in the morning. I let my chickens out and my cats are all hanging around. And uh, I feel the sun on my face drinking my Irish coffee. And I reflect on what a great job the Irish did on the railroads. <laughs> I dislike pooping. I think it's an awful thing to have to do. Watching a poop flush down the toilet is like watching a friend you've known for about 10 hours get swept away by a tsunami. <laughs> Guess when I wrote that one? <laughs> Here's a joke I wrote. It's a beer joke. It's a beer joke. That How many good. beer geeks does it take to screw in a light bulb? Four. One to do it, two to say it's not the right style for the room, and two to blog about how a great job the first guy did. <laughs> That's good too. So apparently, someone has invented a plastic cup that turns the col- uh, that turns colors if the drink inside has any sort of date rape drug in it, which effectively ends the dating career of Roman Polanski. <laughs> Love a good Roman Polanski joke. No, that's it. That's all I got. That was good. Good finishing joke. Thank yes. you. That was a Thank you very much. Thanks finisher. for coming. Thank you very much. You've all been great. Wow, Jason Petros, everybody. Tip your waitress. You know, I I think the only thing wrong with that set was that Will Ferrell wasn't here to hear it. You know, I think you would have gotten a lot of encouragement and support. From, I think so from too. other people that aren't in his room, right? <laughs> that yeah, it almost would have been better. I was just better. being polite by not interrupting you in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah. There were definitely some funny jokes in there, Jip. I think yeah. I still stand by my um, uh, assertion that you could be, you could do this. I mean, you got to throw, you got to go through a lot of shit. Yeah. To weed out the good ones, you know. You and pack- there were some goodies in there. I'm much better on the fly, I think. You need to practice right. your cat in front of your cats much more. But I think that even though you're much better on the fly, I'm not yeah. going to lie to you about that. I, I think that's true. It doesn't mean you can't be good at that, too. And and I think you should keep exploring it. Well, I'll I'll, I'll keep exploring that, that hole inside of me that is... You can fill it with a butt plug. Yeah. Hell yeah, I can. Yeah, because it's a very big hole, <laughs> and huge. you could borrow Bevo's giant zero <laughs> butt plug. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I, I like Twitter it. game and all those. You can follow me on Twitter, and you'll get a lot, lot of one-lining gems like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I, I went through my Twitter feed. Okay, that's where I'm. That's, that's where you got that from. Uh, a lot of them. I, I reminded myself of how clever I am, but yet no one retweets me. Hmm. It's a shame. Even the one about you not liking Hitler? Right. I didn't tweet that one. No. See, that might have gotten you some retweets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, that one was funny. What's up with that guy? Like, <laughs> what What was wrong with Somebody him? Somebody ought to stop him. Right? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Twitter game. Uh, what was our Twitter game today, Jim? Our Twitter game was, uh fuck, what the fuck was it? Oh, uh, which brewcaster would be the better lover and why? Ah, okay. And what did we get? Not like with each other, right? Not with each other. No, don't don't get too excited. Um, Mantro11 says, Susie, because I have a disturbingly creepy Asian fetish. Okay. 
almost said 80s fetish. <laughs> uh, not She's a girl's ladies. not a girl's ID. Said JP because there's nothing better than an anxious person breathing heavily all over you. <laughs> I'm sure Taryn can attest to that. Nico Brew says Nathan Smith, look at her beautiful hair. How could she not be an amazing lover? <laughs> Which I believe is my joke. Uh, okay. Uh, Trips says Bevo boobs. Right. That's who and why. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I get it. Uh, Andrew says it's Jay Z. He's the only one that's germ free, and he seems to be annoyingly good at everything. That's a good point. That's a good mm. point. That's a good point. <laughs> but, he's, but he's too methodical. <laughs> He'll do it right, or he won't do it. And sometimes you don't necessarily want that. You just want a power pounding. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I've really heard. Who? Plus, I, I'm pretty sure he had a short stint in the adult entertainment industry. Yeah, he was a male stripper. So uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, Levi Stewart says Doc because uh, because his extensive background in midget porn has taught him to be passionate but fierce. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was brief. I didn't realize it was extended. No, extensive back. and kind. It could be brief and extensive. Yeah. I mean, porn, you can do like 200 movies a year. I think that one wins just because I just pictured Doc as a midget in a porno. <laughs> He's a just uh, dominating people with large hands. You mean you picture Doc in a porno? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff the Chef writes, uh, JP, his jokes may be forced and dry, but he really brings his softer side to the bedroom. Hmm. He's Vincent, about that. Vincent Milhouse writes Doc because he's a little guy and can get into places the other guy just can't. Uh, Brian, our, our good buddy Brian Shar says Justin attracts hot foreigners, but girls dig Jews. I vote Moscow, no homo. Yeah, we, we have money. Since when do girls dig Jews? Money. Since we've been rich. Yeah. Since Hollywood showed around. <laughs> And then uh, last but not least, lie, uh, nice guy Billy says, Tasty, of course. Sexy voice, large female entourage, and his nickname is Tasty. Mm-hmm. Not, not Taster. Which is why I have a hard time calling Tasty Tasty. <laughs> I, so I have to call him McDole a lot of time because... Because you also feel attracted to him? Well, just, it's taste. it's, it, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you're calling a man that is tasty. I'm t- telling you that you're tasty. Right. It's weird for me. I see. You're homophobic. I'm a little homophobic. That's right. It doesn't have to mean that his person is tasty. But it, I, it, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not secure in my sexuality. <laughs> right. Let's explore. Well, yeah. Why don't you guys get naked? See what happens. See who gets a boner. <laughs> you and these young, you and these girls are hanging around with yeah. the same problem, I think. We're going to have to play boner chicken and figure out who here is not comfortable with their sexuality. We just have to sit here and stare at each other's penises until somebody gets a boner. I'm in for that. <laughs> it's time. It's time for the Brewing Network's latest game, Boner Chicken. Stare at my boner. Stare at my boner. It moved. You lose. Boner chicken. <laughs> That's well, it. That's the theme song. How do you lose that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Musical you can't lose comedy. that competition. <laughs> you that's, lo- that's what you need, musical comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Boner chicken. <laughs> I want it done by a bunch of, like, a chorus line of chicks. That was awesome. <laughs> How's it go again? Perfectly harmonized. I don't even remember. <laughs> boner chicken. We're gonna I don't to even remember. Something about something moves. It's recorded. We got it. We got it. Never boner. Stare at my boner. It moved. You lose. Boner, boner chicken. chicken. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the game that's sweeping the nation. <laughs> I can see what's happening at... Uh, <laughs> Okay. Winterfest. Yeah. Uh, there's another call. Uh, yeah, I saw that. It's mm. it's a drunk of the week call. But there's only one, and uh, I, I know it's going to happen. I'm just going to give it to that person, and it's Theo Brew. <laughs> and 
He's calling in a lot lately. Can we just give it to him and not take the call? I would love that. I would actually really enjoy that. (laughs) Do we have to know? Bebo, can you vouch for whether or not he was drunk based on the screening? I don't give a crap. Let's just busy all the lines and go. Did he sound drunk (laughs) when you answered the phone? His exact words were, I'm not very drunk, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Well, then that's a no. If you admit that you're not that drunk... Right. we got to give it to somebody. Uh, we need to finish the Twitter <laughs> game, though, also. All right, let's do this quickly, and then we'll do the... Uh, Theo Brew, what's happening, buddy? Hi. And now there are three lines. Are you drunk? Well, I'm... I'm, I'm uh, yeah. You want to play Boner Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Theo, put... I have a question for Scott. Scott, where are my beers? Are you what? supposed to send... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the, he, he sent me some Cigar City beers. <laughs> Yes, thank you for. I would. Yeah, I vote for Theo well, they? because he sent me Cigar City beers. Oh, yeah. Theo! Next time, uh, if you want to send beers, send them to six four nine Main Street. Right, not Scott Moskowitz. No, I still have them. Wait, I'll bring, no, bring them in. Bring them to the rest of the people. No, no, I will. I will. Now that you caught him, he's <laughs> gonna bring them in. As soon as I go to Florida and buy some more. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Thank you for the call, Theo Brew. Okay. <laughs> I think we can. Oh, that could be my new game. Remember, when I used to come up with inventive games that play over the phone. Oh. Uh, yeah, until you got arrested. Yeah, put put the phone on your crotch, and if you get a boner from it, you lose. Hmm. Boner chicken. I'll that's, just talk to your boner. That's telephone boner chicken. Yeah, <laughs> teleboner. You should you should come up with an app where you just talk to boners. <laughs> Man, that would be good. Yeah. Who wants to make an app for me? Let me know. I do have some good ideas. Well, I vote that the the best one was Doc because he's so small he can fit into places nobody else can. That would be my vote. That's a pretty good one. Anybody he's else a little guy. put one up on the table? Yeah, the Jay-Z being good at everything is my life. I did like Annoying that. good. That's Annoying a good one. Good. All right. Anybody else want to put another one on the table? Then we'll vote. Uh, you want to read them again real fast? No. no. All right. I do like Mantros, where it was Susie because I have a disturbingly creepy a- Asian fetish. It's only disturbingly creepy if you label it as such. Just say you have an Asian fetish. Right. It's fine. Well, but you don't know how deep it goes. We don't know why it's disturbingly. Well, then no, no, I like it less the deeper it goes, you know? Like, it's creepy. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, this is too deep. I like it less and less. Well, we could put that on the table. All right, so that's three on the table. Uh, Doc Small gets a lot of places. Yeah, uh, I love that one. Or the midget porn one about Doc. Eh. Yeah, we've had that uh, one before. Yeah. The midget porn one with Doc has won before in another... G-Y. Uh, in, in another uh, topic. Uh, and then Jay-Z is frustrating, annoyingly good at everything. Uh, and then finally, uh, Susie, because uh, of the guy's Asian fetus. Right. Uh, okay, uh, raise your hand if you're voting uh, Susie. All right. Uh, raise your hand if you're voting Jamil. Uh, raise your hand if you're voting Doc. <laughs> Tasty got confused for a second. Doc's a midget. We get it. Yeah. All right. Doc wins. Uh, All right. Who, who is that? that gets Vincent the prize? Milhouse. All right, Vincent. You're going to get a prize pack from JP. Uh, for playing today's Twitter game. And one from the BN. Right. CD of all your jokes. <laughs> the new CD from JP. Yeah. It's 45 seconds long. No, it's 45 minutes oh, long. It's, it's all just me saying it in slow motion. Yeah, what? those are the ones I didn't edit. Those are, that's an edited version of all my jokes. Oh, it is? You have, yeah. a, long, you have a long show. I have a, long, I have a longer show, but it's more like a rant. Yeah, it's weird. Do what you know. Well, that might be your better format. Then. There yeah. are four lines on hold. Line one is a girl. Okay. All right, Falky from Ohio. What's and happening? Gorilla and a girl tonight. Wow. <laughs> hey, right. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. What are you calling in? I just picked week? up the phone about ten seconds earlier. I just let out a huge burp. 
Oh, well, I'm sorry we missed that. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm sorry you missed it, too. It was actually a really good one. How mm-hmm. drunk are you, Falky? I'm pretty damn drunk right now, man. Yeah. How, how much? How many beers have you had? Uh, I bought 12 packs at uh, the Sam Adams Winter Mix yeah. thing. I drank one of <laughs> each variety in there. It's a good name, Winter Mix. <laughs> yeah. <Dang. laughs> Then I had a Rogue Santa Reserve or mm. Private um, Santa's Private, private Reserve. Reserve. That's a good beer. Um, Hop and Frog Barrel Aged Boris Oatmeal Stout. Uh, what? Oh, and a Yingling I had in there too. Oh, and I'm drinking a Christmas Ale, Great Lakes Christmas Ale right now. That's a lot of beer. You got to work tomorrow. Uh, actually, yes, I do. Oh boy. Yeah, for the Lakers. Oh yeah, what are you doing for the Lakers? Uh, I'm working for Deportes, the tele- the Spanish television feed tomorrow for the Cavs versus Lakers game. Nice. Are you going to do everyone a favor and lose the feed? <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. I'm just hoping I, I'm just hoping that I hear everything in English because I don't know any fucking Spanish. <laughs> would you be willing to try uh, Mangria? <laughs> yeah, I would try that, dude. I don't. I'm not a wine drinker, but. It sounds like there's enough other shit in there. I'll try it. No, he, <laughs> there you go. He's the new gay power forward for the Lakers. <laughs> right. would, you, would you be willing to play boner chicken with Mangria, the new power forward? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll dodge first on boner chicken. <laughs> All right, Falky, you're in the running for Drug of the Week. Thanks, man. Cheers, brother. Uh, there you go, Falky from Ohio. Let's go to Riggs in SoCal. Riggs, what's up, man? Yo, what's poppin', son? <laughs> Riggs, hey, man. Fontucky, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, son. Don't take out the cookie, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Hey, I was just going to say, <laughs> this show is dope, son. Fucking Adam Carolla, tight. Fucking Lee Chase, double tight. That was even dope shit right there, man. It was but, like the SoCal yeah. Star Show. <laughs> it, was, it was double yeah, tight. Yeah, man. It was even dope fuck, shit. Yeah, son. I mean, a lot of people know about Lee Chase. Lee Chase is the shit, isn't it, dog? Like, he's the OG from the OG way back then. <laughs> what, are you, what are you, just reading this all <laughs> off of a, of a ghetto page? Where you're just trying to throw in every uh, ghetto <sighs> term you can find? Hey, Holmes. Hey, Holmes. Ghetto you know what I'm talking about, buddy? <laughs> he's really a UCLA professor. Riggs, didn't you already win Drunk of the Week? I did, yeah, I'm just throwing my hat in there, just throwing it out there, you know what I mean? Um, I don't even know but, what uh, you hey, said. That's what <laughs> 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 you know, just uh, put the filter on, Bevo, please. Um, She's hella tight. But, hey, that fool said deportees. Dude, that can you say deportees, right, dude? Come on, not deportees. Any work? Whack, son. Hey, you know on, what? Uh, hey, Briggs, if, if you're getting paid from deportees, you can say it any way you want. <laughs> Check still casting, man. <laughs> oh, hey, nah, hey, I don't want to diss JP too much, though, but hey, nah, for real, though, on the real, there's a little bit of weak sauce, though. Your, 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 your stint. I don't want to be an ass or a douchebag, but it was a little weak sauce. Well, guess what, Rick? It's too late, right? <laughs> it's out there, man. Yeah. I'm sorry my sauce is weak. Just because I can't have kids doesn't mean you got to rub it in. Right. I yeah, I'm rubbing it in like vapor rubs, huh? All right, Riggs, you're in the running Ew. once again for uh, Drunk of the Week. Let's go to Gay Kyle in Washington. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm just. He told I me to write that. I didn't. It's not like I talked to him and I gave him that name. Uh, <laughs> he, no, I, I actually think you did. Didn't, didn't we talk to this guy and you you labeled him Gay Kyle? Oh, I believe. really? Wasn't he about to blow his roommate or something? Maybe I'm totally off base. Wow, I think it was a dream, Moscow. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Remember that show where the guy called in and he was about to blow his roommate and Justin named him all gay? <laughs> oh no, that was when I had too much E and went to bed. Never mind. Yeah. Gay Kyle, what's happening? My bad, Holmes. Not much as being gay. <laughs> what else are you going to do, Winner! I guess? <laughs> Pretty much everything new. I wanted to personally you for the name. What's that? I wanted to personally thank you for calling me Gay Kyle. You're welcome. Is it sticking? Is there, are, are, Ew. Are, are all your friends? Yeah. Are you? I mean, at work, now everybody calls me Gay Kyle. It's <laughs> no, see, uh, I'm I'm right. Th- this he did. Your daughter he... called Gay Kyle now. Your daughter? Yeah. How old is your daughter? Thirty four. Kyle. How old is your daughter? Fourteen months. <laughs> then she's advanced. I think she, I think you made a joke. I see. Can I steal that from you? Hey, it was as good as JP's joke. Are you? Uh, At least they don't have a daughter, Gay Kyle. Are you? That was because that was, I don't have a, I don't yeah. have a, a kid. And, hey, at least I don't have a happy family. Gay Kyle. Hey, look, he's gay and has a kid. He can't be happy. He can't live who he wants to be lived like. I bet Gay Kyle will play gay chicken or boner chicken with us. Yeah, he's lining up his friends right now. What I want to do the, the boner chicken deluxe is when you take two flaccid wieners and you duct tape them together. Oh, God. And, and you, wait for what? And then you punch each other and see who wins. I, really I thought you were going to say, tape? by the way you were you hold it, you were pointing your two index fingers to the ground. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you stand close in, in front of each other until one boner goes over and touches the other one. Oh, no, that's called sundial. Uh, sure already exists. I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I think we have some new material for you, JP. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna play Sundown with Gay Kyle. Uh, gay Kyle, are you drunk right. tonight, or just call and say hey? No, I'm pretty drunk. All right, how many beer? How many beers have you had? Just give me a number. How many? I've had twelve uh, moons. I've had at least six double IPAs Ooh. from Riverport. Four Hefeweizens with lemon. All right, I'm a fan. And had a few home brews, and then I drank a Pliny. Uh, pumpkin by Dogfish Head, which was really shitty. That beer sucked. He sounds drunk to me. <laughs> but he's still judge. Um, right now I'm drinking an Imperial by Nikoski. Sign it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it is Imperial. He had it yeah. right, actually. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they, they smelled it all weird and stuff. But, oh, yeah, I've been... We sounded it out. Good job. All right, Gay Kyle, you are in the running for Drunk of the Week. Thank you for the call. And uh, we'll go to our last Drunk of the Week uh, call for the day, and that is Jenna in Iowa. Jenna, what's happening? Hey, y'all, hey. How's it going? I'm well, thank you. How are y'all? Pretty, y'all's good over here. All good. Are you drunk? Uh, Well, no, I'm kind of getting there. I mean, I'm not, like really drunk but I'm a little bit drunk I mean I've had a couple of beers I'm like on like five or six it's have we talked to Jenna before then. probably mm-hmm. she sounds familiar yeah they all sound the same no, no. I'm actually I'm a new 
arrival to your little brewing scene. I see. <laughs> Jenna, how... I am, well... Her boyfriend I, in the I, background I, said that she would show her boobs. Oh. When I had yeah. her on the phone. Yeah, to him. She yeah. told him to well, shut up. So, my boy, my new boyfriend, we just started dating like a month ago. <laughs> Hooray for us, Liner. right? Has he seen your boobs? Um, yeah, I'm real happy for you guys. Actually, he loves y'all. Like, I don't... I don't, like, get it. Like, he makes me listen to you. <laughs> We've been dating for, like, a month. And I don't, like, get your humor a whole lot. But he loves you guys. He fucking loves you. Hey, Jenna. And she's like, listen to this guy. What? And I don't really get it. Uh, but he listens, and I have to listen. And well, let me just say I again, I don't beer. really get Here's it. The thing is that I love... I love beer and I love talking about beer and I love everything. Well, you love talking. Right? Right. Well, no one loves listening to it. You hey, Jenna. Love to talk. Jenna, can I ask you a question? How, how would I know you're, uh, you You said you're kind of drunk. Are you drunk enough to dance with a black guy at a club? Oh, hell yeah. Well, uh, she's real drunk oh, then. Hell yeah. yeah. I don't even understand that. I danced with a black guy at a club the other night. And you were probably real drunk. <laughs> he was a big guy, though. You had and she to. snorted. And now I want to talk to you. Yes, wait, I do. Wait, wait. First of all, I want to know how many dates. You've been dating for a month. How many dates before, uh, you know, before you, you went ahead and let him have it? Well, okay, here's the thing. First date. Here is the, here's the fucking thing, all right? First date. Be- before first date. Um, Party. So, we've, we've known each other nah. for a long fucking time. I see. So, we knew each other, like, fucking, like, seven seven years ago. Okay. I was, like, fucking, I was most fucking, like, 18 fucking years old. So, first date? And No, we did her a long time ago. No, like, I was, like... I was a baby. I was just like uh, a little, oh, like Jesus. little eighteen-year-old girl so going to parties, date? you know, doing my thing, doing drugs, dancing with black dudes, doing <laughs> dancing with black dudes. Uh, see, first they they wrote the Constitution. Um, <laughs> you know what's more of a turn? You know what? what there's uh, there's not back. There's not much more of a turnoff when when adult girls call themselves babies. I was a baby. I was 18. Whoa. I was a baby. No, you were 18 and wanted dick. Okay. Just get it. I, you're right. Play ball. But here's the thing is that I just, I knew him from going to parties. I was going to parties. Jenna. What Jenna. 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 Here's the question. How many dates after the current state of your relationship before you went ahead and let him have it? I don't... I don't see that. <laughs> I told you. It was the first date. I think it was before. I think they... Oh, no. Back when they were... She was a baby. I think I think they met at a party. They, they, they rekindled at a party and he boned her in some dude's guest bathroom. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay. So I don't like, want to. Motherfucking like, hey, motherfucking like eight years ago, mm-hmm. I met Riggs? this guy, and we were we were good friends. And he's his name is Brett, but I call him Godzilla. He is Godzilla. <laughs> and so he has to stand far away <laughs> if he if he no, plays. His <laughs> Jenna. His name is Godzilla. Jenna. No, listen to you. Fucking listen to me right now. Wow. No, I just want to ask you a question. We Jenna. still never got an answer, <laughs> Jenna. Oh. No. I want to ask you a question real fast. <laughs> Jenna, just real quick. Years, I was gone forever. Please? And I just came back and we rekindled. Oh, that's so amazing. Jenna, Jenna, 
Uh, no, even the phone company wants to shut her up. Censoring herself. Oh, I thought we were going to hey, get an Jenna, answer. is 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 but is he how is he emotionally? Like do you guys emotionally connect? <laughs> <laughs> emotionally connected, yeah. yeah. We're obviously we're super emotionally connected. Are you? Yeah. Tell me a story about obviously. that. Tell us about your hopes and dreams. We're super you, emotionally connected. Do you have a, a relationship awesome. crystal hanging in the northwest corner of your fucking bedroom? You crazy person! <laughs> Can All right, Jenna, thank you for the call. You are in the running for Drunk of the Week. No you, you can try again, Moski. No answer? The answer was the first date. When she said, I don't want to answer that, I, after that long story, it means it was the first date. You know that. We all know yeah. that. Or but less. No, that was dragging around in a car, parking behind some grocery okay. store, boning. You know how many... Actually, hey, you want to hear about how no. when we first had sex? Because when I first yeah. got together... Do we know, listen to this? <laughs> Doc, I, I, only, if, only if there's the pictures to go with it. The, the, the boyfriend's uh, in the back now. He, now he's feeling bad about this phone call. He's like, do you know how many people that we know listen to this? Can we talk to Godzilla? <laughs> yeah, you can. But, hey, but, hey, Let's seriously? talk to Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla just call him God. Godzilla is the shit. <laughs> and, but, hey... I'm a really nice person. Jenna, you sound like a very nice person, Jenna. Jenna do you, I am a nice person, but you're you're kind of. Do you let Godzilla pee on you? Like a not nice person. What? I didn't do that. I just asked how long it took you to sleep with him. I yeah. I don't judge. And I just I asked if you let Godzilla pee on you. It's a long time. A long. A really long time. I doubt that. All right, Jenna, you are in the running for Drunk of the Week. Thank you for the phone call. Thanks for the entertainment. And thank Godzilla for giving you the telephone. All right. Uh, our contestants today for Drunk of the Week are <coughs> Falky, who uh, he had a lot of beer. He gave us a big list uh, that sounded uh, upwards of 10 or 11 beers to me. Uh, then we had Riggs, who kind of speaks for himself. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Yeah, hello, what do you mean? Mo. He speaks for La Raza. Yeah. Man, you don't even know anything about La Raza, man. Fucking white boy calls that La Raza. This is La Raza, man. Come on, shit, man. Double tight. Shit, hella sick tight, motherfucker. Shit. <laughs> A tight tight. A tight squared. Hella sick tight. But I failed maths, man, so I don't even know. Uh, then we had Gay Kyle. Uh, drunk enough to call in and remind us that he's Gay Kyle. Hey, guys. Just Gay Kyle. Check it in. <laughs> gay Kyle, are you drunk? No. <laughs> Just head over here being gay. Just yeah. saying hi. <laughs> I call in, but two winners will prevent oh me gosh. from dialing the phone. Gay Kyle, the next time you call in, can you please adopt a voice? Please. <laughs> I love that everyone at work calls him Gay Kyle now. <laughs> oh, hey, Gay Kyle. Hey, Gay Kyle. <laughs> Sir. Hi. Mr. Gates, it's not appropriate. <laughs> In 10 years, he's going to be found hanging in his bathroom. <laughs> with a note. Oh, that's Mr. Gay Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, we had Jenna. Um, yeah, we did. Who may have only had a beer or two, but was still drunk as shit like most 95-pound. No, she said she was on five and no, she or said she had like six. five or six beers. But I like yeah. the way she kept denying that she was drunk. I'm really drunk. I like to see where she's really drunk. Kind of drunk. <laughs> And, well, and also to clarify, not a fan. The boy's a fan, not a fa- Jenna, not a fan. Not not a big fan of us. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, think, I, I don't think... get it. He he laughs at you guys. Really, I, I don't get it. Uh, but he he makes me listen, and he listens to you guys all the time. But I don't really get it. I think we right, cemented yeah. the non-fan yeah. in her. Thank like he likes you. you so much, but I, I don't like you, and I, I just... <laughs> I don't even know why he likes you guys. <laughs> right. Like, he just keeps listening, and I just have to listen, so... I'm I talk. will say this, that that was one of the first times, usually when one of the boyfriends or husbands encourages the drunk uh, <laughs> other to call in, they don't back down. 
He oh, was yeah. in the back going, oh, shit, <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> Don't say anything more. Uh, by the way, Godzilla, you promised us boob shots. <laughs> That's right. Um, speaking of boobs, uh, Dave from Flat Tail is in the chat. Oh, I was just going to say that. And uh, he wants to say, uh, our 16% oak smoked Russian imperial stout is officially called Wallet Phone. <laughs> Very nice. They nice. also put JP Fab on the That's menu right. uh, when they got back, which is the beer that they made for us, of course, that uh, we named JP Fab. And I, th- I thought it should be called the Demo Project, <laughs> right. but I think I think JP Fab is better because it's my name. You should go up there and do a collaboration it, with them, and that's the Demo Project. It's easier <clears throat> than spelling Petros. That's my first joke. Not bad. Thank you. It's a callback. Right. I learned about it on the internet. All right. Raise your hand if it's. <laughs> I just want to go home. I got to pee real bad. Uh, raise your hand if it's Falky. What did he do again? He was just—he had a lot he of beer. Yeah. He was he very normal, but he was also very drunk and pretty slow. I'm torn on this one, actually. I'm gonna... I might vote for Riggs just so I can get his address <laughs> again. Yeah, and then and then and then do a drive by, drive by, he... and key his Impala or some shit. <laughs> You should already have his address because he already won. I don't remember. How, how are you going to tell it apart from all the other Impalas on the block? Yeah, you'd, you'd never get know. out of Fontucky. No. Ever. Nowhere do I want to. Not in my fucking accurate. No, you'd go cruising in, you wouldn't be cruising out. What was the name of the TV station? Deported? Deportes. 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 It, that means sports. It means oh, okay. Because I was thinking, that's kind of <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that is fucked actually. Boy, that, station, boy, that station has a good sense of humor. <laughs> Well, I wonder what he does. He's probably like a cable puller. He doesn't really do it. He doesn't need to know what's going on. No, he just I'll works. just I'll call you a cable man. I don't even fuck. Just works for Deportes. It does seem like a tough sell. Tell the Latino audience to tune into Deportes. Deportes. <laughs> but I guess only if you're a stupid American like me who doesn't know that it's sports. Tune into sports. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. <laughs> uh, all right, then we had Riggs. Uh, raise your hand if you vote for Riggs. Like Riggs, yeah. All right, it's a couple for Riggs. I don't. I'm. Uh, uh, I vote for Riggs. <clears throat> raise your hand if it's a uh, gay Kyle. <sighs> I think I'm putting it out there for gay Kyle. I might. You know, I'm thinking. <laughs> 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 just seeing what happens. Just saying. Yeah, just putting out the vibe. I mean, I think you might have to be drunk to call in and say I'm gay Kyle, but I'm not gay. <laughs> right. But I'm gay Kyle. Well, you didn't even deny that he's gay this time. He said neither way. <laughs> yeah. He has a fourteen month old daughter. Daughter. It happens. Does, but generally you not with adopt, anybody can adopt. There's only one way to know. And that's to fly him out for a good game of boner <laughs> chicken. What was the other one called? Sundial. They dangle the sundial. sundial. <laughs> he got a place. We can sun. take him butt plug sh- plug shopping too. <laughs> Bebo loves, but why would we just have an eyebrows lift up? <laughs> She's like, and now in this section over here, we have the uh, see Bebo. You got to go with the ones with the, with the pump. So it's one size, and you can. Pump it and oh. gradually increase the girth. Whoa. That oh, stretching I didn't even know that thing. existed. Yeah, it does. Why, do. does it, why does anybody want that to happen to them? So then you can do anal better. Uh, Easier. It's not better. Easier. Better. better. Well, some, better. It is some what guys it is. are batters. Yeah. Get it? Some guys are <laughs> but, batters. All but why? Right. I see. Because yeah. you can say you're the best. Uh, and then finally we had Jenna. I'd go for Jenna because she was pretty ham. I mean, she was snorting on the air and didn't give a fuck. I mean, that's... All right. Usually girls are really... Uh, you know, self-aware of that fucking horrible trait, right? And um, don't flip me off, Bebo. You have to. And uh, she wasn't okay, but I still want boobs, <coughs> right? Thank you. So Tasty and Doc were rigs, right? Yep. And me and Bevo were gay Kyle. Bevo so we have a tie. Fuck. Write that. 
Bevo gets two votes, though. Yeah, Bevo. But what if she votes? She has to vote for Riggs, <laughs> for Riggs and <laughs> Gay Kyle, or Jenna. Uh, and then it will be a three-way, and it's not gay if you're in a three-way. <laughs> it's never gay if you're in a three-way. Depends on who's in the middle. Lucky Pierre. Bevo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want you want to cast your your second vote? You can double vote for uh, Gay Kyle or cast a vote for Riggs or vote for Jenna and then we're fucked. <laughs> well, but the thing the thing is is that I kind of want to vote for Jenna because she was clearly the drunkest. Right. She yeah, just, but she, she just was the most annoying. Yeah, but she was real drunk too. Okay. Well, then what are we going to what are you going to do? And then what are we going to do when you do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, uh, whatever. It I'm voting soon. for Gay Kyle. I'm giving him both of my votes because he's going to end up with AIDS anyway. So what? <laughs> what, are, what are you? Uh, what are you, JP? Now? What are you, Christian? Criminy. What just happened? Sorry, I think yeah. I just turned. I, everybody I'm sorry. On. Was yeah, that inappropriate? Yeah, what are you, this Chris, show? What are you, Christian? Be about? Come on. Besides, nobody's AIDS anymore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not even a disease anymore, is it? <laughs> it's just a it's minor a chronic condition at, at worst. All right, well, that makes Gay Kyle our Drunk of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. Uh, thanks to all our callers today. Thanks to all our guests, uh, Lee Chase, Adam Carolla. Uh, Will Farrell even called in at the end there. That was nice. That's yeah. true. Although uh, I thought he'd be funnier. <laughs> well, I thought I'd want to stab myself a little less when he's on the phone. <laughs> a little less or a little more? A little less. Uh, next week, it is the last show of the world. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh, speaking of the last day of the world. Well, yeah, because that's why next week's the last show of the world. We got Adam Mills from Cranker's Brewery. You guys know Mills. He's called into the sure. show before. Long-time listener, now gone pro. He's coming to the studio. He's going to be down here. Uh, we're going to be doing some hanging out. Yeah. And um, But he's also coming on the show to talk about Cranker's Brewery. But then th- there will be no more shows ever because uh, the following Friday... Uh, this is the end of the world. Yeah, it's it for Earth. Well, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but... Um, I do. Okay, because there may be something happening on the end of the day of the right. world. There might be... We might... I mean, it's the, it depends on what time of the day the right. end of the world occurs. Yeah. If it happens before 12 o'clock, before 12 noon... Then that's it. Then there will be no uh, surprise. But if it, if happens, it happens after... At, if it happens at, say, one fifteen. Um, then we could probably... Uh, then it won't it. be the last show. It will be the last Sunday. It won't be the last yeah. show. You're right. What I don't understand is, uh, you know, part of that whole Mayan thing is that there's a, a, a planet, planetoid going to crash into the Earth on December 21st. My question is, where is it? Well, that's just one of the theories. Where is it? It's just one of the theories. Mm-hmm. But I do agree, when I heard about that one, I was like, what are we, morons? We would have been seeing it two months ago. I mean, at least give me a mystical one that can't be measured. Right. That can be measured. What is it, just appear out of a black hole? Real fast. Because, seriously, like by a month ago, it would have been as big as the sun. So right. we would have seen it by now. Well, Maybe. unless it appeared Maybe. out of a black hole. Yeah. Well, I but guess But there's no black right. holes in our solar system. But there, one can just show up. Can it, though? I don't know. I don't know either. Let's get John Foster on the line. He knows all this <laughs> shit. He does? Why are, yeah. we, why are we even planning Winter Bruce Fest? Well, just in case. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I haven't gotten any food vendors or anything, so I don't give a shit. It's <laughs> right. not going to happen. We're all going to die. Yeah. Because we're going to pre-sale a bunch of Winterfest tickets. Oh, shit. Spend that shit this week. Oh, <laughs> hell. <laughs> Go Club Song was up. Yeah. Yeah. You know those uh, pre-sale DVDs are putting out? Yeah. Good it's luck a- watching it. <laughs> There's no DVD. <laughs> yeah. No. Go buy a DVD player. Good luck watching <laughs> it. You're going to cobble together the perfect pale ale from the remnants of the world. Do it. Better rock next time. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Uh, yeah. If you're in the Bay Area, come to Santa Crawl. 
Santa Beer Crawl this Saturday from 4 to 7 p.m. Go to SantaBeerCrawl.com. Yeah, and get your uh, $25 tickets $25 in advance. $25 ticket, yeah. And we're going to be here. Doc, you going to be here with us this Saturday? You got time? Uh, You're not sure? Uh, to check my kids' schedule. Tasty, you coming by? No, I will not be here. You can't make it, huh? No. I'll, bring, I'll bring the beer. Your beer's making it. Right. And which Janet's Brown is in my glass here? Is it yours? This or is the Russian River it's beer. It's the Russian River beer. Right. Mm-hmm. Does, it doesn't taste homebrewy, right? <laughs> Whatever that kind of does. I, don't know. <laughs> I already like it uh, better than I liked it. It, it. Actually, it's not that I disliked it when I had it the first time. It just tasted so damned fresh. I felt like things needed to drop out of it. They're already doing. Yeah, that. yeah, it's changed. This beer's a lot. already good. Yeah, a few weeks makes a big difference. Oh, I, it's uh, definitely different. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that. Um, it's just that the chocolate flavor was just a little harsh. That's the first thing that drops out is the chocolate. Yeah. Oh, I, I actually really love it now. Now it's uh, more roasty. Yep. All right, so that'll be on tap here, plus some Ballast Point uh, barrel-aged beer and uh, other good stuff here. Uh, so come check us out at the Santa Crawl. Uh, Fuck you. I wasn't ready. <laughs> you want me to start? Do I have to start it over? Yeah, actually, would you mind? Who was the best lover? I was taking phone calls. Um, Doc. Doc. Okay. No. Uh, no, was it? Yeah. Because oh. of the crevices? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because of the crevices. I've been to places nobody will ever go. How you doing, JP? Well, I'm, I just got a, um, what you a, a last. Him? I got a last minute update. Oh, okay, go ahead. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Okay. <laughs> Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. JP is on Twitter. Follow him at Major Jip to better understand why his family has abandoned him. Scott the Jew has finally acquiesced to Twitter. Follow him at Moscow Paints for mildly interesting info about how to paint shitty Giants players. For some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nathan Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike Yip 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 McDowell at Tasty McD. The BN Winterfest is fast approaching. Mark your calendars for January 26th. Be sure you are up to speed on all the latest updates by finding the BN Fest feed across your favorite social networkings. Check out the Brewing Network store for all the latest BN merch, including the brand new Homebrew U DVD pre-order sale. And be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook and tweet faces urs. Just on my sky and wind.